house that, um, you know, to replace my old audio video system. And this one yeah, works. Yeah, you getting a whole new system? Oh, forget it. It's, it's a fiasco. It's horrible. I'm, I'm sitting here now. I'm trying to see this little panel I have. Yeah. I'm, try, I'm trying to turn it on, and I can't. And I'm trying to lower the air conditioning. It's 100 degrees in here, and it doesn't work. And every minute I'm rebooting all this. Is that a whole control things. system? Of, of yeah. Yeah, and look. That, I can't. I can't get it to work. Oh jeez! And I got no air. What the fuck is going on? Who does Fucking this work win. for you? I have to find. I hired a whole. I hired a whole I new never company. Hire them. Make sure you don't. <laughs> I, I mean, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Nothing works. Paid the guy a fortune. I should go and on. Where do they Full go Amish. after they get this fortune? Do they leave the country? Uh, I think so. But I'm going Amish. I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm going to make my own butter. I'm going to fucking get a horse Build and buggy. systems. You're going to have yeah. uh, Wi-Fi in your house and all that. You're going to... No, I'm going to have no Wi-Fi. I'm going Amish. I'm going to oh, have... Oh, you're I'm not, not going to no even TV. have electricity. No. I just want to read books. <laughs> I mean, I read hate books. books. or have them read to you. <laughs> uh, either, no. I'm going to go back. I'm telling you. I'm going to change my name to Jebediah. Old, old, old school. Yeah, yeah. Jebediah Stern will be here <laughs> with a big beard, and I'm going to make butter and stomp my own grapes and do everything myself. Build a barn with no nails. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I make mean, all it's unbelievable. Your own furniture. <laughs> Every time I go to touch something, because it's all touch screen. Every time I go, the screen doesn't work. It won't come on. Oh. The screen won't come on. Can't even get the, you can't even get the screen to work, then nothing will work. <laughs> no. I don't know what's going on. Shit. See how new it is? I still have the plastic. Oh, my God. The plastic hasn't come off yet. Yeah, and it doesn't work. Everything's Are you sure they turned that one on? Yeah, no. I've been using it for a while. They just randomly die. It work today. Yeah. And then they call you and go, well, that's because. And they go, don't give me that. It's because. Just fix this fucking thing already. If you blah, know there's blah, a because, blah, why don't you blah, blah. take care of it? Yeah. Oh, we, we knew that when we switched something and we were afraid of this. And I'm like, what? Blah, blah, Plus, blah. An, and I don't want you guys in here every minute. There's a pandemic. I, I You know? Right. I want to come over and fix not it. not to be with people. Yeah, well, I, it would, it's a real waste of money. But if you keep getting, why did you decide to get a new system in the middle of the pandemic? I didn't do no. I actually got this system uh, during the summer. Oh, okay. what, what, oh, was it was it the summer or right before the summer? Spring. I had it all done. Yeah, we were down in Florida and we said, "Hey, we won't be in the house. You guys do your thing." And they did their thing. We came back. That's a disaster. <laughs> Every minute, I, I'm like over here. I'm like, oh, let me let me adjust the air conditioning. No, I can't. And it's hot in here. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't even think it's working. You should here. go back to the simple stuff. Why are you getting this really sophisticated, complicated stuff that doesn't yeah, work? Be, uh, well, because I wanted everything in one, like one system, like a wand. Right. That, that never would, works. That yeah, never well, works. Guy told me he, he got to hire the right people. Then it will work. Of course it doesn't. <laughs> I still haven't hired the right people. How can one thing work everything? It just doesn't yeah. happen. I said to my wife, I mean, I'm knocking my head against the wall. And with me, everything should work because I'm a dangerous kind of guy. I mean, if I go on the air and announce your name, you're fucked. 
Right. You'll never, you'll, you know, everyone will avoid you. They don't care about that. No. They seem not to care because they keep doing this to you. Yeah, I mean, no one seems to care anymore. All my power is gone. <laughs> they say he's working in a basement. Who cares? People used to be afraid of me. <laughs> People were afraid if they fucked up with me that uh, that was it. It's all over. But now nobody's afraid. Yeah, like, yeah well, I'm set up. They're like, oh, he's he's trapped in a basement. <laughs> no, it's like you know, we're gonna I'm gonna announce your name on the end. Go ahead. Cares. You're on satellite. <laughs> well, care. What good could that do? Yeah, oh my God, it's 100 degrees in here. Fuck this. This has got to be addressed. There's no other way to override the system. There's nothing else you can do. Hold on. Hey, Matt or Jeff, are you guys on here? They'll know how to do it. Any of you guys with me? I don't think they're here today. Figures. They're not here, Howard. We're reaching out to Russell to get it fixed. Yeah, tell him it's the big screen. Like the, it's not a wand. It's a regular main screen. Fucking whatever God. that means. I'm embarrassed <laughs> to tell you how much. He'll know. It, I'm embarrassed to tell you how much money I spent on the system. I'm really embarrassed. I won't tell you because you'll let well, you you'll know, laugh. This is what you used to say with the old system. I know, but the old system was a fortune, and this one was more money. And I, if I <sighs> told you the number, you could solve homelessness for what I spent on this system. You like, should be ashamed be no, of yourself then. Yeah. You spend it on a system that doesn't work, and you could have cured homelessness. Yeah, like, you know how there's just like, tons of homeless, like here in New York City? They're just, they're all over the street. Yeah. Like, if I had just not been so selfish and wanted, uh, you know, new TVs and, and, and wands that work and magically turn things on, uh, these people would be fine. They would be They'd living be in luxury homes. Yeah. <laughs> Shame on you. Yeah. Shame. I feel bad for you. I feel bad for you. I, I may have to get nude this morning during the show. <laughs> because you're so hot. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Shame. So weird. I don't know what's going on. Let me. And there's no gotta, window in sight. You can't even get relief. It's cold no. outside. And you're burning up. I know. There's no window down here. I'm in the basement. Um, where do I begin? My God, I'll just start with the mundane. I've over vacation. We were gone for two weeks, as you know. We had kind of a wild week before we left you. We had uh, Ben Affleck, Miley Amazing. Cyrus, Neil yeah. Young. We we had a lot of. Oh, we just had a bunch of shows that made a lot of news, but. Over the vacation, I tried to decompress. I was watching Oprah. I watch her on Instagram. I follow her. I was going to say, Oprah upsets you. Why do you watch her? Well, she's. I follow her on Instagram. So when she comes up, like I look at my wife's <laughs> cats, I look at my friends who paint, and Oprah. Oh my! And I'm really amazed by Oprah. I really am. I mean, on her Instagram, she likes to take you into her house. Where every night of Christmas is a big party, like a celebration, and she flies in a different chef. And I'm, you know, it's getting very confusing to me. You know, I see what's going on with COVID. Everyone's got it. Everyone's sick. People have 104 fever. I don't want to have 104 fever. I don't want to get sick. So I, I'm hiding. But everyone else is out running around. I see Oprah's got, she's having dinner parties. She ha There's, How many people are at these dinner parties? Well... It always looks like it's Gail King 
and about 20 young ladies from like Africa who are orphans or something, you know, who like. Well, you are, know, she opened that school and she has like a regular influx of girls. Yeah, I guess I guess she didn't want a new video system, so she spent it on an orphanage. <laughs> but I'm watching Oprah and like there's always these young girls like they look like about 17, 18 young women who are invited to Oprah's a palatial estate and Oprah on every one of these videos marches out a different chef every night and she goes here on the holidays I have a different chef every night <laughs> and this tonight it's Haiti night and it's Haitian night, Chef, you know, Chef Smith from Haiti is here. That's how she talks. Like, like I don't know. I don't know anybody talks. a big like. announcement. Like, she doesn't have those trumpeters. She has to make her own herald. <laughs> She's even yelling in her own house. She's like, guess what's for dinner tonight? And then all the orphan girls go, we know cheese biscuits. And then what? Oprah goes, cheese biscuits. That's right. Cheese biscuits. This is unbelievable. I'm watching must, this thing. It sounds like a nightmare to be invited to Oprah's house. Oh, my God. It's like um, they're cheddar cheese biscuits that are used as sandwich bread. Instead of bread, just plain bread, it's cheddar cheese biscuits with like a piece of chicken in the middle. And I'm like, what happened to the Weight Watchers thing? Like, is that just over with? I mean, Oprah's huge. No, I saw a Weight Watchers commercial with Oprah yesterday. Unbelievable. I'm like, but she and, does say uh, you can eat anything you want. <laughs> but she's, she's certainly the, and she wears a white jogging outfit that is skin tight, like leaves nothing to the imagination. You see everything, the guns, the, <laughs> uh, the, 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 the vagina, everything. And it's like, I mean, what is going on there? I mean, what happened to the Weight Watchers? I told you, I saw a commercial. She must do this in her private life, but she's not really keeping it private. But then she has her new commercials because it's the beginning of the year when everybody makes their New Year's resolutions. So there's a lot of Weight Watchers commercials starring Oprah on TV. Jean Neidich was the woman who started Weight Watchers. She was a heavyset gal who figured out, you know what? Portion control, and we'll have meetings, and we'll all get together and weigh. We'll humiliate yeah, we'll each other. Each by, other, we'll do everything yeah. we can. To <laughs> I'll, keep I'll get. You'll get up. <laughs> it'll be like a cattle ranch. We'll weigh you in front of everyone and, and humiliate you into losing weight. It was a. It was a good idea, you know. And and every once in a while, we'll give you a free package of um of Melba toast. <laughs> you'll eat that. Put some cottage cheese on it. That you know. And Jean Neidich was a testament to the Weight Watchers diet. She had. Remember, she had real big titties. And she had a thin waist, and she lost the weight, and she was, you know, very proud of the Weight Watchers program. Jeez. Oprah's like, Oprah bought Weight Watchers, made herself president of Weight Watchers, put herself in all the commercials, and said, fuck you, I'm not going to lose any weight. You lose weight. <laughs> I'm not losing weight. I like cheddar biscuits. When she's on Instagram and announces, everyone, cheddar biscuits with <laughs> Chef Gorday, Chef Gregory Gorday. And out marches, she marches Gregory Gorday out, and he explains, like, in Haiti, cheddar biscuits are her pe the people's food, something like that. I don't know. And and how he made the food, and he's starting a restaurant. There's all these different chefs, and every night it's a different. And she's not, like, I don't know. 
when you have that much wealth, aren't you supposed to be a little bit embarrassed by it? A little bit. No, no, I mean, no, 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 no. You're no. all wrong. How come I you guess. look at that and say you're supposed to be embarrassed? I'm, I, I don't know. I'm embarrassed to tell you what I paid for my video. The Oprah would be like, I pay $10 million for video. You really but, can't get away from Oprah's lifestyle. Like, I don't follow her anywhere or anything. But I do, as a joke to you, I get you something from Oprah's favorite things every year. Yeah. You never acknowledge it. <laughs> it's not my favorite but I thing. I stick it in there every year. And now I get these alerts. Of more things Oprah wants to sell people because she's selling things all the time. And, the, and um, you know, they have Oprah. You get pictures of Oprah in her big bathtub right. filled with bubbles, all that stuff. Wow. Well, is that why for Christmas you got me that hand sanitizer? Yes, that, that's uh, an Oprah's favorite thing, and it doesn't even work. <laughs> oh, my God. I I love you, and you got me a great Christmas gift, and I've called you about it, but Robin threw in this thing. I said, what the fuck is this thing it's called Snap or something? I I looked at it. I said, why does Robin give me this? Because i got to throw this in the fucking garbage. And um, I, you know what I did? I actually went online, learned how to put it together. It's a hand sanitizer that sprays you like a, like a, like a, like a, like a, like a tanning spray, like it's a mist. <laughs> And I went, all right, you know what? I'll take five minutes, 10 minutes and put it half hour later. I'm still putting this fucking thing together. I put it together. <laughs> never worked once. Did it never work for you? Once. Never worked. Right. They didn't work. <laughs> all full, you know, Oprah's favorite things don't work. Somebody's putting that together They're for Oprah. Awful. Uh, what a piece of shit product Oprah's <laughs> thing is. I don't know who made this thing. It's called, what's it called? Snap mist? I don't or? even know because it doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work. Oh my god. You spend you spend all the time charging it and then it yeah. never works when you need sanitizer. Yeah. Uh, same here. And then I gave it to Beth. I go, throw this fucking thing in the garbage from Robin. She goes, Let me see if I can make it work. Oh, I fucking hate Christmas. Although you got me a great gift, but <laughs> I was so fucking angry with Baba Booey over the break. I wanted what? to fire him. I wanted to fire him. Uh, but Beth got me down about him. Oh, my goodness. And it's all about a gift. She thinks I'm nuts. I go, this fucking guy is such a dick. I mean, how long have I employed Gary? And, and he's made a damn good living. He's got two kids who are grown. 36 years, I think. 37, 38, maybe. I went ballistic. I'm gonna Now I'm calm about it because Beth forced me to be calm. <laughs> but I don't, you know, I was listening to the radio. Over the break and uh, the headline, you know, on our satellite radio, you can see what the topic is. It said, yeah. Gary is annoying. Gary is annoying was the topic. <laughs> and I was listening to it and I went, that's not fair. I mean, Gary's a good guy. He's been with us a long time. And, I'm, you know, I'm going to my New Year's resolution, if I did have one, was like, you know, what? I'm going to be nice to Gary. But it's he makes it fucking impossible. He's such a cunt. What? I mean, he wants to be funny like the guys on this show. <clears throat> He's not funny. <clears throat> Here's what he did. I get a box in the mail. First of all, I don't want any boxes in the mail. I don't want any. I don't want anything. You know what I mean? You don't want anything. Yeah. I mean, Gary, except from you, because you get me good stuff. Robin I've got me this pen, really expensive pen. I've been having a lot of fun with it and inks and yeah, forget it. You know, it was a home run. 
And by the way, thank you, but not necessary and all that. <laughs> but Gary, I guess Gary wanted to be witty for the um, for my birthday. Uh-huh. So he sends me a box. It is all taped. You know, with the heavy packing tape. Oh. Now I'm taking a knife. I'm trying to open this fucking box. And I was, here's what it was. I had a Zoom meeting. And I said, before my Zoom meeting, and the Zoom meeting was like five minutes away. Let me open this box and see what Gary sent me. And uh, I'm just. I was just frenzied because I had really important shit to do. And one of my beefs with Gary is I always have, in my imagination, Gary has way too much free time for the amount of money he makes. <laughs> like, and he knows it, and we all know it. You know, he ain't working. Believe me, when these microphones go off, he ain't working eight hours a day. I know it. I know it. He can deny it. He's full of shit. He's charging around doing personal shit during my work day. Well, he's <laughs> supposed to be working for me. I know what's going on. Baba Booey. Baba Booey ain't sitting home Baba working Bowie. eight hour a day. I guarantee you. Baba Booey. You know, you're, you're, when we used, you're positive about that. Uh, I would bet $10 billion if I had it <laughs> that Gary doesn't sit at home. Because Gary's way too busy with vacations and carrying on and listening to records and vinyl and cataloging his record color. You know, he's just fucking busy all the, the time. And the throw that in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Audio book. I listen to five audio books today, Bull. Hello, hello. Oh, good. That's good. We pay you way too much money. You know? So I'm already charged up, and I'm even like, who? who it's not hard to he... get you charged up, right? Yeah, he shouldn't even have fucking time to send me a box, a gift for my birthday. Like, he shouldn't even have the time. He should be so fucking run ragged. This is a big show. There's a lot to do. A lot of moving parts. And I don't want a gift from him. So, any case, I get this box, and I, I have a Zoom meeting scheduled. And, and, you know, I'm up at the crack of dawn on Zoom meetings. Don't ask. <laughs> Don't, uh, this was at uh, 7 a.m. was the meeting, and it was like 6.45 a.m. I'm open. My, Beth gives me the box. She goes, this is from Gary. I go, from Gary? Oh. <laughs> I go up to my office. I've got one of those X-Acto knives. I'm chipping away at the tape. I can't get oh the fucking God. thing open. And I'm like, I got to get to this meeting. I can't be late. It involved my parents and taking care of shit. And then uh -huh. I had to work one. Then I had a, a work meeting after that, and I was like back-to-back -back meetings. This is on my vacation. And I'm just like, you know, with me, it's easy enough. If you really want to, you know, give a donation to Beth's charity. Beth's furry friends, you know. But anyway, I get this fucking thing open, and now it's um, the George Takei box set of Allegiance. Oh, no. Gary's making a joke, and he writes... Right. Howard, I hope this gives you hours of enjoyment. Now I'm like fucking going out of my mind. A, it's going through my mind. This guy has nothing better to do than to box up his garbage. Two, and send it to me. Fuck his you. Boy, you're still you're trying fucking, to get rid of garbage. Yeah, because of me, he feeds a family. Trust me, I guarantee you, Gary would would have been a postal worker if it wasn't. Now, for me. now, I now. know it. See, you're going to regret this later on. Stop Am I? it. All right, all right, all right. Maybe, all right. Not, not that there's anything wrong with being a postal worker. It's fine. All right, maybe he would have worked at Amazon, okay? <laughs> Mr. Uh, Fulfill 
helmet is what they yeah, call it. Yeah, he wouldn't be uh, uh, with his new, uh, what's that car he drives? The electric Tesla. car? Tesla. Yeah, he wouldn't even have a Tesla. He wouldn't have a fucking mansion. It would just, you know, I, I, now he's sending me fucking garbage. His garbage. <laughs> he had a George Takei Allegiance set. Now I'm looking at this Allegiance set. And I go, what do I do with this? I want to throw it out, but I'm sort of environmentally conscious. I, I, right. I'll just put yeah. it you in the garbage. You can't even get rid of it. Yeah, and, and then I say to Beth, I'm, I'm now I'm steaming. I'm, if I tell you there was steam coming out of my ears, and I'm scre- we go on a walk Fuck later you. in the day, and I'm still screaming about it. She goes, you got to calm down. I go, this motherfucker. He th- I said, first of all, he thinks he's funny. Send him me an Allegiance box set. Because it's not even an original idea. I send Jimmy Kimmel. Because he's a fan of the show. I sent them the Baba Booey box set. I right. sent them these little puppets that we get from the audience. Because Jimmy's a fan. So Gary, right. the, because the he's Ronnie derivative. collection of yeah. vibrators and all of that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I sent, I, I, I sent, I, I sent, so now Gary's sitting at home how to be funny. I just want him working. I don't want him funny. <laughs> he's not funny. Gary hasn't said anything funny ever. Do you know when he loves you, Gary? He loves you when you book a guest. Yes, you were. And you know what kills me? The guy was on such a good role. He had Ben Affleck, Miley Cyrus. I was loving this fucking guy. Billy so Eilish. Beth, yeah. Beth says to me, you're out of control. I go, I, I, he brings up a fucking anger in me with this gift. She goes, what do you, what do you, I said, what should I do with this gift? I have nowhere to throw it out. I feel guilty throwing it out. She says, mail it back to him. I go, yeah, I don't have time to even be fucking uh, uh, boxing things up. And it wasn't funny. I didn't know what to do with this. Just leave me alone. Don't invade my privacy with this box. What were you let thinking? Me alone. Why, yeah, d- let me alone. What let a me laugh see, I had, you? Gary, when I saw the George Takei Allegiance. And Beth said, you know, you, you, you shouldn't be angry with Gary. He's thinking <laughs> you know? of you. And I go, why can't he think of me like just fucking normal thinking? Gary, what, what was the thought process behind this? I was first of all, I, I can't tell you how how fearful I was this morning. To I was trying to figure out what I did to deserve to be fired. When you said you wanted to fire me, I thought that yeah, I had this fuck you know. But but um, the thought was that we talk about it all the time, and maybe you would open it up and look at it, and you could use it to goof on it some more. That was the oh, thought for real. Goof on it. No, that, that, like it would be material oh. for the show. Like you would open it up and you go, I can't believe George is selling this box set. Look at what you get. Because you've brought it up several times about how you think it's so goofy. And I the, really, it's hard to figure <clears throat> out what to get you for your birthday. Don't get I me. I apologize. Just, listen, listen. <clears throat> you, you, what you ended up sending me was work for me. I had to open this box. I had to sit. Now I'm looking. What do I do with this thing? I felt so bad throwing it in the garbage. You see, he, he gave me work to do. He gave me work. I apologize. Yeah. Here, Bolf. Here's something. Make this funny on the radio. Damn. Beth calmed me down, though. I was out of my fucking mind, Gary. Out of my mind. She go- I, I, I just, she, I, I feel she- like, I feel like had that come from anybody else, it would not have triggered this emotion in you. This, I, you might have not liked it, but with this, I th- you, you even said, as soon as you saw the box, you were angry. No. I, you hadn't no. even opened it. When I opened it, and so you I said saw, when I saw I a box knew, from Gary, yeah, it already I irritated right. you. I was right. I was irritated from the box on. You're right. Because I knew I was in for trouble. I knew I shouldn't have opened this. I shouldn't have opened it. And then I thought, I go, 
Oh, my God. Because Jimmy Kimmel called me on vacation. He goes, he sent me a snapshot. He goes, I'm looking at the radio. And it says, Gary is annoying. He goes, I'm laughing. And I went, you know, that's not fair. Gary, you know, Gary's a good guy. Gary's been with me a a million years. We've worked together all these years. Gary's not annoying. I convinced myself Gary was an annoying. And sure enough, the box (laughs) shows up. Are you considering getting me anything else or are we done? I think we're done. Good. I really do. I think we're done. Thank you. Don't send me anything. It's a nightmare when you, what was it? I had some laugh when you sent that. Beth calmed me down though. I was crazed. (laughs) Where is she? I wish she'd come down here and tell you how crazy I was over Gary's gift. (laughs) And I said, you're sucking the the energy out of me. I I said, I'm so angry at Gary. This will be good. I'm so angry at Gary. This will be good on the air at least because I can yell about it. And she goes, no, that's not nice. Gary's the best. Gary's that. She, she was, she was advocating for you. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, no. Would, certainly the intent was not to upset you. Oh my God. I've never been so angry. Beth thinks I'm nuts. I said, I am nuts, but how come Gary doesn't know I'm nuts? I said, I've been with Gary longer than I've been with you, honey. <laughs> she figured it out. <laughs> it took years off my life. <laughs> I still don't know where this box set is. She had to take it out of there because I was screaming about it every minute. She just had and to what? remove it from your site. Oh, yeah, because I was, I was like, what did Gary do all day? I mean, he put thought into it, then he's wrapping up and he's bringing it to the post office in his new fucking car. And, you know, I mean, it was like I was imagining <laughs> the work that went into this fucking thing. Yeah, on my vacation, I took, yeah. it, it, it came in a box. I opened the box, I put a card in, resealed the box, and took it to the post mm. office. Well, you did some cra- tape I'm job. Crazy. It took me an hour to hack through the tape you put on there. <laughs> <laughs> i got to get on a meeting. How am I going to get this thing open? Don't you just have a little knife that you open shit with? Yeah. Oh, I had a little knife. The knife almost broke. <laughs> I mean, uh, not Again, a good gift I, giver. I apologize. Well, don't apologize. Beth thinks I'm crazy. Beth thinks I'm nuts that I was so angry. She says, your anger is off the chart. I said, I know. I don't, I think I'm justified. Why is he, why is he, (laughs) he should love his ball. Who wants gag gifts? I don't want a gag gift. I I don't like, I never like, I hate gag gifts. But it really, it's, it's, I thought it would be helpful for show material. But you why not just contact me and say, Howard, do you want to listen to George's for show material? Why are you sending me show material? Well, then it's, and I a got gift you a gift. <laughs> you want a nice gig? I mean, it's crazy. Show material. Want another pen? I was going to get you a pen. Yeah, pen is not. Listen, Robin bought me a pen. I could use that. I love it. <laughs> I even said, like, Gary just took some garbage he had in his house and said, you didn't buy the George the yeah, Absolutely. Box, 100%. I don't in believe fact, it. I had to, in fact, I had to contact them and said it was going to be four to six. You paid for it or you was, got a free one? No, I paid for it. I paid oh, for it. It was almost $200. What a waste and, of money. And oh. it would have been, it would have been $350 if I would have gotten you the autograph one, which I, I didn't bother getting you because I wasn't sure if you're going to like it. I love George Takei. Don't get me wrong, but Jesus Christ. Oh, the, what the fuck is on his mind? <laughs> I mean, who's kind of like, it's a, it's D, listen to this. It's CDs of, or DVDs of, first of all, no one has a DVD player anymore. Right? Right, Gary? It's DVDs. I didn't even open it. it right. But I read the front of the box. It says, 
special DVD performance of Allegiance that 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 play that was how long did that play stay on Broadway? A week? A couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. So who's going to buy a DVD of a play that was <laughs> well, a couple so of weeks? Well, so many people missed it, Howard, because it was <laughs> such a short time. I love George. Please don't mistake this. But, oh, my God, when I saw this box that Gary sent me, I said, what is this? Special DVD. Gary, what else was it? It was special DVD of Allegiance. Yeah, what could be in this book, box? There's booklets, and I think there's some sort of, like, trinkets that have to do with the show. Yeah, like, like medals. I think yeah, there's a like medal Jap- in there or something. Yeah, Japanese-American medal. Oh, so you and, could get uh, dressed up and, yeah, and watch, and watch it. Yeah, you could get dressed up like George and Brad. <laughs> Here's what it is. Here. Uh, George Decay's Allegiance on the big screen, region-free DVD. Region-free of the DVD. Whatever that means. What? Region-free DVD. So of you can the play entire- it anywhere in the world. Okay. Oh, right. The DVD is playable by, in any DVD player. <laughs> In, uh, in, in region in three, you have one. <laughs> yeah, if, you're, if you happen to be, as Gary points out, if you happen to be in Poland, you can uh, watch this. Region-free DVD of the entire original Broadway production filmed in New York City with the original cast. Allegiance to Broadway region-free DVD Oh, of the feature-length documentary, an opening selection of the American Documentary Film Festival. So you get Allegiance, you get a documentary of Allegiance. Because it's wow. you know because you're gonna want to watch that. It's like what it's like the Beatles. It's eight hours. <laughs> Never before released creative commentary audio track featuring George Takei and the creative team discussing the film and the production. The, of this never play. before released. Right. <laughs> um, one family indivisible. The making of Allegiance limited edition hardcover souvenir book. Hmm. Commemorative enamel logo pin. <laughs> Maybe this is funny, Gary. <laughs> Limited edition certificate of authenticity. What? Lim- and you, the box is like about this big. It's not that like, big. Who's going to say this was a fake or this was a ripoff of the original? Limited edition full car- color allegiance poster set. Five unique posters. Childhood photos from George Takei's personal collection. Custom character portrait, one from a set of five by Squigs, originally created for this DVD box set. Actual costume fabric swatch and a photo from the original Broadway costumes. Replica of a Tanabata wish used during the original Broadway previews of Allegiance. And a replica of historical internee tag. Map, oh, I'm not done. In this little box, map of Japanese American internment camps in the United States. Which I hang wow. on my, that I did hang on my wall. Thank you, guys. <laughs> you got it, framed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Acknowledgement of donation to the Heart Mountain Wyoming Foundation Memory and Justice Endowment Fund. That's it. That's what you got. Would you pay wow. for that, Gary? Well, it was $170, and then, um, you know, shipping was expensive and everything. And then what happened was I got it in the mail, and it was just a crap, one little crappy DVD. So I right. emailed to complain. I'm like, hey, you sent me the wrong thing because that's not what I yeah. want. And then I found out that um, when you buy the box set, they were running a special promotion, which they didn't say, where you get a, just a regular DVD for free. Oh, so what would you do with that one? Should have sent me uh, that. I gave, it to, part of my- I, I, I gave it to Goodwill. Oh, nice. That's Goodwill. a regular DVD of Allegiance. Right. <laughs> oh, boy. That's 
three or four different uh, derivations uh, of so, uh, allegiance in the box. That's so right. If you, if, you, if you order now, you get a picture of William Shatner when he looked fat. Also. <laughs> so it was $170 for this, and had I gone for the autograph version, I believe it would have been $299. Jesus. All right, I take everything well, back. You, you know, this is something that is, you know, this whole memorabilia thing. So he's put all that stuff in there, supposedly to make it a collector's item. Look at this. Maybe Gary's right. I should have listened to this. The commentary track has George Takei and members of the creative team discussing the movie and show minute by minute, scene by scene. We might have oh to listen God, to this. Oh, my God. It's like being there with them. Yeah. <laughs> but mind you, this is a play that was off Broadway in a couple of weeks. This isn't like Hair or, or uh, you know, Damn Yankees. And what do you ever, when do you ever watch something and you want somebody talking over it? That's, they don't even uh, respect this thing. <laughs> They're going to talk to you while it's going on. Oprah isn't this indulgent. <laughs> it, it did have a limited run in, um, uh -oh. in uh, theaters, like, by the way, Howard, in movie theaters. Is that right? The, the DVD did. Yeah. Oh, hi, George. Gary, uh, do you really think my show is a joke? The story of a Japanese-American suffering in an internment camp? How dare you? Howard, you must put it in. You won't regret it. Well, put it in uh, what? I'm... He doesn't even have it in. <laughs> put it in my ass. I, I will send you another one. Brad! Brad! <laughs> send Howard the exclusive box set. Yeah. The one where I, I sign uh, the, the DVD of Front and Back. Brad! We also have a poster of uh, uh, many character portraits. Uh, uh, it, there's one uh, of five originally created just for this DVD box set. We include uh, original costume fabrics uh, and, and many photographs from the original Broadway show uh, and a replica. <laughs> I have never the heard of a fabric used in the original theme. Broadway previews. <laughs> the Allegiance box. Sorry. <laughs> the Allegiance box is, had, is billed as the perfect forever gift and will make a treasured possession for anyone with a love and passion for the show. All for about Absolutely. the price of, of a single Broadway ticket. So there you go. Absolutely. And Howard, I have to say, I really appreciate you promoting this. I know you're, you're using it in jest, but you really are bringing up my numbers. Brad, print out the fact sheets. My God, look at the sales report. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta figure. They, maybe they sold. Have you sold one of these besides the one to Gary? I, I was gonna say maybe he sold five, but but to who? <laughs> I know Gary bought one as a goof, but I'm saying, <laughs> who's buying this? Who's buying this? The, well, the many Broadway... people appreciate the map, the map included of the <laughs> Japanese American internment camps in the United States. It's 100 percent authentic. In fact, we include a limited edition certificate of authenticity because there are many Allegiant box sets imposters out there. Oh. And you can't be too careful. Right. Oh, my God. When I saw this thing, I was steamed. But now that I'm thinking about it, I guess. This was I a good we, gift. It was a good gift. Gary was right in the end. <laughs> Gary, I apologize. I mean, it truly you know, made Robin our said, holiday. We were stunned that someone bought one of the box sets. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it made our Christmas. <laughs> you were stunned when you got the order from Gary? 
Yes, we we broke out our champagne and we we danced and we even wrestled a little. So it was all thanks to you, Gary. I was pissed, but I got to admit, now I'm curious to listen to the not not the actual show, but to no. hear to hear George talking over the show and explaining what's going on. The, in the commentary, show. yeah. Oh, yeah. there's never before uh, heard commentary from me and uh, our creative team. Just incredible, uh, uh, wonderful insights that you will love. And also, if you love pins, you have to uh, open up the box. There's a commemorative enamel logo pin. Now you can wear the same exact prisoner tags we wore at the internment camps. Wow. Not only uh, would we be able to talk about this at office parties, but you'll be a perfect, powerful example of inclusion to your peers. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, you're an excellent salesman, and uh, wow. Well, thank you, George. All right. My pleasure, and and, and please, uh, you will uh, you'll not get the song out of your head. Allegiance, allegiance, you will not serve unless they force you in the army. Allegiance, <laughs> allegiance, <laughs> our army. Brad, get another box set ready. I feel we've got some sales coming in. Bye bye, George. I bet you they now, won't put that box set together until they get an order. <laughs> yeah, because how many swatches do they have? You know, to put a swatch in. But all right, uh, please accept my apology, Gary. I uh, I have to admit, I'm curious now. I, I didn't realize the gold I had there. I was, I accept your apology, and I will try very hard to forget all the insanely hurtful things you said right before that. <clears throat> I didn't say anything hurtful. What I say? Oh my god! Theme one. What did I say? <laughs> what did I Robin. say, Gary? Even Robin goes, Look, Howard, I you're going to regret you Because you were going so far, you know, uh, calling him the C word mm. and and saying that you know for a fact <laughs> that he doesn't do anything in the picture of him getting the <laughs> stupid thing and getting in his well, Tesla. And I'm, not, I'm not qualified eating. to work. I'm not qualified to work at a post office. I don't right, work. Yeah, you know you that I'm a lazy fuck. Hey, right? Number one, number one, let me correct you. I said you are good enough to work at the post office. I said that's where you would be working. So you're wrong about that. That's number one. Number two, I didn't say you were lazy. I just said you're spending a lot of time not working. But no, you know, for, you know for a fact, you know for a fact that I get paid too much for what I do. You know for a fact <laughs> I don't work eight hours a day. You I know angry. I don't do anything. Well, I don't that's know. That's okay. I, 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 I hear. No, I apologize. You're right. That was mean. I was just angry about the box set, and now it turns out I want to hear it. <laughs> I've never Turns said anything he knows funny you better ever. Than you know yourself. Well, that's true. When are you funny? Well, you I were funny you this laugh, morning, not on purpose. I know. Not this morning, I'm not funny. I, I, no, I love Gary. I saw the first piss that made you laugh. Well, I do apologize. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you you wanted to bring anger. Beth down. You wanted to bring Beth down to show how mad you were. So <laughs> I know. I forget mad. how mad I was. I was angry, but you know, I, my anger isn't really at you. It's I have bigger issues. Well, I that's what did. I hear. It's just like no, no one could get that angry <laughs> over a gift, that gift, <laughs> without something else going on. Yeah, there's other things. But I had a horrible vacation. <laughs> I really did. And my vacation was so bad. I can't. I, it was so bad. I can't even tell you about it on the air. You were glad to come back to work. Oh my God! Yeah, thank God I'm here. All right, Marianne wants to yell at thank me about God. Gary. Apologize to Gary, because for me to start my 
I knew you off like this. I'm on fire with you, Howard. Thank God. You, you know what you said about him? Shame what? on you, Howard. I can't uh, believe I'm saying well, this in Marianne, we'll, we'll edit it out of the replay. That's all. I'll be, I'll be a hero in the replay. Howard, I... Gary is the most loyal, the most dependable, that the, the booking all those guests. Nah, now you're going a little left. too far. Now you're going no, a little too far. Howard, let's not, not, now let's not make Gary Jesus Christ. <laughs> Gary, He's a good guy, works hard, to, and he can work in the post office. You were being a Karen to Gary. You oh. were being a Karen to Gary. I can't yes, I apologize. You're you're out of, now you're out of line. All right, I'm out of line. You're out of line. Everyone's out of line. Now I feel bad. Gary, apologize to me for making me feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Gary's the best. I do. I feel good about Gary. Gary's had a killer year. I should compliment Gary now that I yelled about it. Absolutely. You should do something to resurrect him. He's dead now. Bring him back to life. Pull out your cock. I'll blow you. How's that? I got from a famous guy. (laughs) No, not, not necessary. Not necessary. All right. No, Gary and I spoke over the vacation. We had a very long conversation, all of five minutes, and uh, I enjoyed talking to you. I just wanted to, I did to tell too. you how much I, I really was to tell you how much I appreciated you in this year. And, and then you got same. the gift. Hey, by the way, when we spoke, the gift ruined had everything. The, had you gotten the gift yet? No, no. I was I was on such a high. There was, was all I this to, goodwill around yeah. Gary. <laughs> I said to Beth, you know, Gary's a great guy, and I was reflecting. He's been with me since the NPC days, and blah 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 blah. blah. And then the gift came and ruined everything. <laughs> took it all away mm. no nah, you're the best seriously gary i love you and uh i love you too yeah. i just right. i you know you always hurt the one you love well I'll edit it all out no one will hear it no one gets up now he loves allegiance but he wants to listen to the where's the box set <laughs> yeah gary get me another box set <laughs> i got you an autograph one how's that please my god uh yeah so anyway um now you want to hear about a funny gift I got. Robin got me the best gift. She got me a um, a, a pen, you know, a, a, an ink pen, and it's beautiful. So it was very, very sweet of her. But the funniest gift I got for Christmas was from Chris Wilding. Oh, my God. What did, did he I... send? Oh, my God. This is fucking funny. He went on Cameo. And had Dr. Now oh, record, my goodness. record a message to me for Christmas. Now, I got to admit, I think that cameo, I don't know who the hell goes on cameo, but I got to admit it was funny. It was the real Dr. Now from 600 Pound Life. Life, right. Talking to me. And the guy is so great. I don't know. Hey, Chris, what did you think you have a weight problem or does he just (laughs) he reads whatever you send him like on cameo. Ah. So Chris wrote out a script for him and doctor now is on there on video reading it to me. What'd you pay for? uh, Let me guess. You're going to get mad at me. (laughs) I'm going to say, no, how can I be mad? This is the funniest thing ever. Uh, I wrote you back a note. Did you get it? I did. It was a very, very nice note. Thank you for that. Yeah, I said, you win. Funniest fucking gift I ever received. <laughs> this, you know, and at first I was like, what the hell is this thing? Well, right. Chris gave Dr. Now a speech to read. And you could tell there's no second take with Dr. Now. Like they throw, it, <laughs> they Whatever throw he that, gets, he reads it. That's a one take deal, right? Yeah. They, yeah, they, they, they just, 
One ta- right? You don't you don't you don't pre-read these things. I got uh, me. I got eighteen of these to do. I gotta go through them. One, two, three. You gotta be quick. <laughs> you gotta go through it. It's quick, uh, quick. So I got a cat named Grogu and Yoda. So Chris put that into the script. And like Doctor, now you could just tell. Like he couldn't. Like he, he just goes. How did you say, it, Chris? He goes. Uh, Grogu. He goes. He goes. And I wish to want to wish your family, and especially your cat, Grogu and Yoda, happy holiday and a happy new year. Yeah. <laughs> Look at guy. Like, like, like he turned to someone and say, hey, what is this? This is an unusual name. I wasn't born in this country. Can you help me out with this? Like, there's no effort put into it whatsoever. And you know how he screams at fat people for not putting effort into their diet? He doesn't right. put effort into work. his cameo. <laughs> I don't do the work in my own cameo. I don't do it. <laughs> He's always Your telling cat. fat people, you got to do the work. But meanwhile, he doesn't do the work. <laughs> Your cat, uh, gargoyle and uh, daddy. Especially, yeah. <laughs> Let me play it for you. This is so good, Robin. I wish you could see the visual, but, you know, oh, I'll send so it to you. Oh, it's a video. Oh, it's a video, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's really oh. good. And then you got, after I play it, you should tell me how much you paid for it, okay? If you don't mind. Okay. Not of yeah. course. Because I went on Cameo to look to see what it costs, and I couldn't find Dr. Now. Like, I put in Dr. Now, and I couldn't find it. Oh, really? Yeah. I guess I didn't know how to navigate the website. Right. Here's Dr. Now. Hello. How y'all doing? Hi, Howard. I hope you're doing well and staying safe. Howard, I hear that you are watching the diet and following the diet and doing portion control. Even though you like eggplant parm, you throw away half of it and you do your own part. So I'm proud of you for that. Keep it up. So you stay healthy and take care of yourself. But Howard, I'm here to wish you happy holiday and happy new year on behalf of Chris. And he wants to wish you and your family, and especially your cats, Rago and Yoda, happy holiday and happy new year. And hopefully this new year will be one of the best you ever had. And next year will be an awesome year for you. So I will take care of yourself and have a wonderful, happy new year. Bye, Howard. Bye, Chris. Y'all take care. First of all, it's a message to me. He says goodbye to Chris. Chris is the one sending it. right. <laughs> yeah, like Chris is going to be there when you open Bye, Howard. Bye, Chris. You know what's Bye, great? Everyone. He doesn't get the concept yeah. at all. <laughs> you know what's great, Chris? He he sounds fucking exhausted. The guy sounds exhausted. <laughs> I know. He's like <laughs> almost whispering, too, like he's in the other room with it, like away from his family. Like Yeah, he's trying not to wake up the family. Maybe he's doing this in the middle of the night. <laughs> and that's trying oh, for now. Like, how are y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> I y'all good? I got to be little quiet. I got everyone sleeping. <laughs> Hope like, uh, you're staying I think he's sleeping. He's talking in his sleep. That's what I think. <laughs> I'm doing this sleepwalking for you. It's, uh, here you eat eggplant farm. Eggplant farm. You throw away half of it. You do your own part. That's what it is. you write him? You wrote him a script that said, uh, I, I like that you're throwing away half of your eggplant farm. Yeah, I said he'd be. <laughs> Howard. <laughs> I did. Howard practice his portion control. And it's very small what you can write. They keep it. They don't want you telling doctors oh, really? things, God forbid. 
Yeah. Right. So I had to sort of make it really succinct. I said, you know, he portion control. He likes eggplant palm. He throws half of it away. And then, you know, I purposely put in Grogu and Yoda because I knew there's no way this guy is getting those names right. And it's going to be funny. And sure enough, it's Grogu. You know what? I'm uh I thought like you had written out a whole script for the dude, but it turns out you just give him points, like just little things yeah, I to mean, hit. I did, but you can't. It, you, I think it's like five hundred character limit, which is not a lot when you factor in mm -hmm. periods, and you know. So yeah, I, I had the basic things. I wanted him at eggplant parm. I wanted to talk about the cats. I didn't want him to know it was like for you, Howard Stern. So I kept it right. vague. I didn't. I didn't even put Beth's name in for that reason. But. um I don't know, it took about five days, too, to come up with that, which I guess is... Oh, really? You you can pay an extra $100 for 24-hour uh, turnaround, by the way. Oh. Uh, for, for people that are... But how much do you think I paid? I'm curious. What I'm going to say... charges. I, well, first of all, he is a medical doctor. Do you yeah. think that adds your to your cameo, the oh, doctor? Yeah. Well, here's how, I, here's how I think. He's a medical doctor, and... You know, the guy must make a decent living. So if you're going to take time up in your day to make cameos, mm -hmm. I would think you have to pay him at least 75 to 100 bucks or maybe 125 mm -hmm. I'd go with. Now, that's my mm -hmm. thinking because he's probably like, you know, I'm not going to do this. I make a lot of money. I don't get out of bed for 75 less $75, okay? <laughs> I don't roll out of bed for this. But then again, I watch 600-pound life. And he looks like he's his office is in a strip mall, and he's working with people like that. He like he gives away free operations, so uh, so he could be on TV. Right. So maybe he doesn't make as much as I think. And I'm gonna put him at about a hundred twenty five for the cameo. What do you say, Robin? I'm gonna say eighty five. Hmm. Who's right? Uh, neither of you. He is more. Really? Wow. He is more, yeah. He is he is two hundred US dollars. Jesus wow. for that message. <laughs> See? <laughs> yeah. And you know what's great? I guess the he, MD does mean something. <laughs> I think if you add up the amount of time he spent what? on that, which was almost nothing, uh I would say uh wow, he's making sure. good money. Yeah, it's like twenty bucks Absolutely. a second or something. I <laughs> heal. How the hell is you washing your diet? You're following the diet. You're doing portion control. Even though you like eggplant parm, you throw half of it away. You do your own part. So I'm proud of you. <laughs> and you keep it up and you stay healthy and you take care of yourself. Very good. I hear, you, Howard, I hear your TV system doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't do the work. That's next it year. doesn't do the work. <laughs> I hear you pay a lot for your TV system, but you're getting ripped off. So you got to guess somebody's going to come in and do the work. They're not doing it right, sir. And they don't thing. Okay. Yeah, I love Happy how at New the year, end please. of a sentence, <laughs> you can't understand the word he's saying. Yeah. Well, hey, that's his charm. That's what you pay the 200 for. You don't want him to be clear. If he was clear, you wouldn't get it. You do extra $100, I'm going to give you even quicker. I'm going to do 24 hours. I'm going to do a rush. Right at the top of the thing, I still don't know what that word is. He says, here, I'll play it. Tell me what he's saying. Listen carefully. Yeah. Hello. How y'all doing? Hi, Howard. I hope you're doing well and staying safe. 
Howard, I hear that you are watching the diet and following the diet and doing portion control, even though you like eggplant parm. Oh, I, I think I think what I didn't hear the first time was, and you're staying safe. That that's yeah, what. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that's Howard. what it said. When he gets to the end of a phrase, yeah. the the word sort of disappears. <laughs> Hi, Howard. I hope you're doing well and safe. Yeah, Howard. I hear <laughs> that you're. <laughs> <laughs> I love the how y'all doing. It's so great. Yeah. Yeah, he's like Texas, a, right? No. He's down in Texas. Yeah. Get along, little doggy. How y'all doing? <laughs> right. Like, you think that, like, could you, like, send two hundred bucks to doctor now and then get um get him to like sing a song or like that's impossible. I don't think he'd sing a song, but I think he'd probably say like a phony name. Like he'd probably right. say like, you know, and to be a huge asshole, I want to say uh, thank you for being a fan. And the Herb Eversmith, you want to be here for the holiday and you have a happy holiday to Willie Fistingas. Thank you. <laughs> happy New Year. He talks like a dude where the batteries keep running down. Like it's right. like he's, got, he's losing a charge. Your cat grows in you. <laughs> so you know, have a happy holiday. Martin Crove, who plays John Kreese on Cobra Kai, charges uh-huh. $245 for a personal cameo. And he's no MD, is he? <laughs> It's an amazing website. You can go down a rabbit hole of just who's on there, what they're charging, and they all post who, their videos so you can see. It's it's incredible. Who shocked you when you were looking there, like, charges a lot, and you're like, I wouldn't pay two cents for this fucking guy. I don't know if they still do it, and I want to make sure I have the figure right, but I remember back in the day, Caitlyn Jenner would, I think it was like... <laughs> Like $2,500. And you could watch the video she'd do, and she'd be like, all right, everyone, uh, nice to see you. I hear you have a birthday. Happy birthday to you. All right, have a good day. It was like 30 seconds. <laughs> yes, it was wasn't in for charity quick. as far as I could see, but it, 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 it blew my mind. So they give you a sample video. Yeah, I've been on yeah, that. And yeah, you, and you can say whether, like I didn't put Howard's, you can say if you want Howard's video like live so everyone can see it. I said I wanted that hidden because you know it's a, uh-huh. it's a gift. Right. What they do uh, is yeah, they uh, on there. You get samples, like you know, if you're having trouble deciding what Doctor Now would do, you can see a few sample videos, I so see. that you know, so that you know examples what you're examples of what Doctor Now oh, is capable I've of. Him, right. I've seen him plugging his book. I'm pretty sure in in some of the cameos, which is which, <laughs> which is very interesting. Like I hear you want to go on a diet. You need to do. 1200 calorie diet, and that's why you want to get my book, uh, Doctor Now, teach you how to eat. That's good. You're going to read this. You're going to go, go to my website. You get a copy. It's very nice. Very good. Happy holidays. Um, yeah, look at this. Caitlin is still on Cameo for 2500 bucks. Who the fuck is that? She's got to be her? top priced uh, talent. She there better be, uh, she, she better be naked and show me what's doing downstairs for 2500 He's not. It, I mean, it looks like, I mean, Dr. Now puts in way more effort than Caitlin from what I've seen. By the way, your Dr. Now impression got a lot of fan feedback right before we went on vacation. I played a That's phony good. phone call. If you remember the phony, if you remember last week. 
two weeks ago. Oh, two Excuse weeks me. ago, yeah. Here, I'll read some of Chris's fan mail. Thank you. <laughs> well, you haven't heard it yet. Maybe you don't want to think. Yeah. I know sometimes it's horrible. <laughs> oh, it's sometimes good. It's no, like it's good. Fire that it's really freak. good. <laughs> if you remember, it was a Jack and Rod fake radio show. Doctor now confronted Santa about his overeating. And uh, I'll play a clip of it first. Pretty good. I can find it. Oh, here it is. Welcome back to the Jack and Rod radio show. Today's show is about being safe and health. Oh, is this the whole call? Uh, I thought it was a clip. Sounds like it. Sounds like the whole show. The whole phony phone call. Yeah, it was Guys, like, why'd you put... Uh... Guys, didn't we plan a clip? Or am I imagining that? I almost hear the scrambling in my headphones. <laughs> yeah, we're we're back to a rousing start. I can no, give I you won't. the gist. It was like, you know, Santa, took... why are you why are you eating so much? You're big and fat. You you want to eat milk and cookie? You're gonna die. Yeah, but but Santa, don't you know I'm fake? Ho 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 ho. Yeah, you're gonna be fake when you're dead. You're gonna be in the ground. Anyway, uh, Howard, that call was so funny, I almost peed my pants. I almost had to pull over on the highway while listening. I wonder if people really pull over on the no. highway when they say that. It's all so. fake. And if they yeah, do, so they're very troubled. <laughs> the guy goes, I almost had to pull over on the highway. Almost. Yeah. You know, like, I was going to pull I, over. I've never seen a car on the side of the highway. <laughs> with a guy laughing. That with the guy down. laughing and pissing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody was just sitting in there laughing. <laughs> What's going yeah, unless, on? Oh, doctor, now. <laughs> I've, I've realized that over the years I've received 10 million letters, people who almost had to pull over on the highway. Only yeah. if you only write that if you do pull over on the highway. <laughs> Howard, I crossed the median and sped into oncoming traffic listening to <laughs> Dr. Now. I drove into a school murdering <laughs> most of the children. <laughs> yeah. 15 died and seven were hospitalized. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Howard, I almost had to pull over on the highway while listening to Chris Wilding and his Doctor Now impression. I am laughing so hard I'm crying. It may be the greatest impression ever. Uh, Howard, thank you for the terrific Christmas present. My husband and I are walking around our house saying, you got to do the work to everything in our best <laughs> Doctor Now voice. you got to do the work. you got yeah, to do the work. You don't do the work, you're going to be uh, in a big problem. You need psychotherapy. Because you surround you surround enabler. Everyone around you enabler. You're not going to ever get in or lose the way. Finally, it says here, Howard, I was listening to Chris Wilding's Dr. Now impression. I caused a 70-car pileup on the freeway here out in Los Angeles. Please send help. Oh, there you go. All right. Marianne from Brooklyn is back and mad because oh. evidently she got me a Dr. Now cameo for my birthday last year and is accusing Chris Wilding of stealing. She hates me. She hates you. Come on, Go ahead, Howard. I got you a Dr. Now and that ball-licking, ass-kissing, lousy dick sucker knows it. Because if you go on Dr. Oh, now, that's mean. That's mean. I originated, I got you the $200. Forgot about that. Say, please, 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 will you stay a little bit longer? Don't hang up on me, Howard, because he's an <laughs> asshole. Instagram. Wow. Wow. And it's always like, 
I lick balls and I suck dick. Yeah, like, what's that like, all like, about? I don't know. Mm. I, I, she's a nut. Well, you do lick balls and suck dick. So. But, you know, the, what's that got I, I to do with it. her anger at him? You know, like if she's angry, <laughs> I, what is his little ball licking got to do with it? I did it? not remember the doctor now saying um, at all, to be fair, but, but sorry about that. See, that's, that's here's the me. thing. She's attacking you because you lick balls and suck dick, but yeah, we don't. That has nothing to do with ripping her off uh, for an idea she had, right? And by the way, she licks Whoa. balls and sucks dick too. So, right? Yeah, I know. That's what's so weird about it. I like, love all those the kinds of things in. when people are screaming at <laughs> you, you about sexual things that everybody does. <laughs> How dare you do it? He licks ass and balls and so pork. And he stole my, don't hang up on me. Howie. I hate that little fucker. Well, again, I uh, I didn't remember that uh, Marianne had done that. Let me hear it. I'm, I'll listen to this. As, Is there as a, a doctor now that you, um, I don't remember it. <laughs> How much no. money has you been hey, getting? Howard, I hope you're doing well and staying safe. I have a message booked by love, Marianne from Brooklyn. She says, over 35 years you have been a staple in our life. You kept us sane during this pandemic, 41 days to Series XM contract, and your fans are praying that you will stay just a little bit longer. Please, please stay that you will. And <laughs> whatever. And Howard, uh, if you stay another five years, I'll send you a copy of my book. Howard, best of luck to you. And I think if you stay, your fan will be delighted. Bye, Howard. Take care of yourself. Yeah, like he was, he is one take doctor now. I mean, it's like. I think if you stay, say, say yeah, your fan yeah. will be delighted. Like, I think isn't even... another 40 year gonna be well. Right. Gonna do She's Read my book. Stable in her life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he has more energy. Like, yeah. Also, I think she tipped him off that it was for the Howard Stern show because. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was all the because he had way more contract. energy. Yeah. For mine, he's like half dead. He's like, <laughs> for your for Marianne, she's like, oh, the forty one year you're gonna stay. People are gonna live it very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, thank you. Yeah, he's Chris. not whispering in that one either. <laughs> no. Thank you, Chris. I got him right after the holidays. He was tired. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Robin. And thank you, Gary, for my birthday gifts. <laughs> well, those ah, were Christmas Ah, yes. Gifts. Thank you. Thank you, my mistress. Thank you, my mistress. Him, again, my mm -hmm. mistress. Thank Christmas you, my gifts. mistress. Thank Christmas. you, my mistress. Again, my mistress. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Yeah, my birthday. Unless you're Jesus Christ and you're finally willing to admit it. <laughs> yeah, that's like a Jesus complex. Yeah, Christmas is really my birthday. That's that's when I that's when I was born in a manger. Now I always got uh, kind of a ripoff deal when I was young because Christmas slash Hanukkah would come along, you know, and then like my birthday's January twelfth, so it'd be like, you know, we just did we all just, that for you. Yeah, <laughs> to sponsor a gift. <laughs> My dad was real cheap, you know what I mean? I yeah, like, well, yeah, he he would remind you he had already spent some money on you. 
We j- now he wants Great Kalu, that piece of garbage. <laughs> well, it is his birthday. You know, so they'd got me some fucking gift. I don't even remember what I'd get. Anything I got was shitty. You know, <laughs> I don't remember getting anything that was all that good. I don't think. And you want to know why? Because my parents didn't know me. They didn't know what I liked. They weren't really that interested. The only thing I ever hounded them for was Great Garlou, which was a toy robot that I thought was the coolest thing I ever saw on TV. Of course, when I got it home, it was a piece of shit. Yeah, Garlou didn't do what they what it did on TV. No. On the TV commercial, they have Garlou looming over a mountain and attacking like an entire village and then like battling other things and... And then you get it home, and it's this shitty robot that's attached with a a wire, like this big, thick wire. So you can't even be more than an inch away. You might as well just move Garlou yourself, because it's not <laughs> like it's a remote control. It took, like, five batteries and a big, heavy fucking thing with a wire. Right, like big, it looked thick like wire. a car battery, probably. It was so big. One time I took, I took Ray Garlou and battled the kid next door. He had a different robot. Uh-huh. It was like, I guess it was the time when you got robots. And at one point I'm battling this kid with my robot. And I remember I just was like, I just wanted to whistle. I yanked the wire and the fucking Garlou fell over on the other guy and beat him up. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah. Gar- great Garlou. What a rip. They always do that to you. A couple of years ago when Siri first arrived, on mm. the Apple iPhone, you know, they used to do those commercials where she was like uh, John Malkovich's best friend. He's in the car right. talking to her. She's telling him jokes. and She still doesn't do that. She's oh, she's the worst. Now. <laughs> I was taking a walk with Beth. The only thing it seems to get right is like I can say turn on my alarm at 5.45 a.m. or something. Uh-huh. and um, Or I can say like, Siri, how much is... You know, George Clooney worth. Uh, like, I'm always looking up net worth of people. Like, I'm curious. That she always has the ability to do. I'll show she'll you. tell you. She doesn't say look up something? No. Or, or she just says press this link. Ah. Uh, because that's hey, usually what you get with her is a link to something. How much is George Clooney worth? George Clooney's net worth was $500 million in 2018. In 2018, wow. Yeah, I don't know why they don't have an update on that figure. (laughs) You know what I mean? Why why 2018? It's 2022. She doesn't know since 2018 what he's been up to. Nobody's done an audit on this guy? (laughs) Over there? Wherever there is? Now, who do you want to know? I'm telling you, she's good. She's good with that. Well, that's great because I've never heard her actually answer a question. I gave up on her. Beth and I go on a walk every day, and if you ever, like, Go buy us. I'm always on my phone, but I'm I'm looking up net worth. That seems to be the game we play when we walk. Um, let me see. Think of somebody good. Brad Pitt. Hey Siri. Uh huh. What is Brad Pitt worth? The answer I found is three hundred fifty-seven million dollars. Wow. Oh, I'm shocked that uh, Clooney has more than Brad. <laughs> hey, Siri. Uh-huh? What is Andy Cohen's net worth? Okay. 
I found this on the web for Hey Siri, what is Andy Cohen's net worth? Check it out. Oh, she won't even say his net worth. Wait, let's see. I'll start again. Hey Siri. Uh-huh. What is Andy Cohen's net worth? As of 2018, the estimated net worth of Andy Cohen was about 15 million US dollars. 15 million. All right. Well, I, right. I guess you have to say it exactly the right way. I was watching that clip of, uh, I didn't stay up New Year's Eve. I was in bed by nine o'clock asleep, but. Yeah, I didn't stay up either. I could have cared less. I, uh, Andy, I guess, was drunk and they're saying in the paper he was drunk and he was like screaming about Bill de Blasio and <laughs> Journey. Because I was actually, the, yeah, the next day I was watching Ryan Seacrest's New, New Year's Rockin' Eve, which is just a bunch of annoying people yelling. And um, I was shocked, too, to see that Times Square was just loaded with people. You know, some of them are wearing masks. Some of them have the mask off. Some of them have the mask down around their, like it's below their chin. Yeah. Well, but, um, they only allowed... 15,000. There was supposed to be 58,000. That was the original plan right. until Omicron uh, reared its ugly head. And then they cut it to 15,000. But they were still going to be packed into those little quadrants. That wasn't like they were going to be socially distanced. Well, I was watching the uh, the New Year's Rock and Eve, and the first band up was Journey with that Filipino kid they found. Uh-huh. And I'm like sitting there because Andy Cohn was saying it's not real journey unless it's Steve Perry. I'm like, fuck Steve Perry. He you decided can't get to real journey. Then this is the journey you get. And I'll tell you what, the fucking kid was awesome. He's better than Steve. I bet you Steve Perry can't sing those songs as good as that Filipino kid, whatever his name is. Here, I got his name. I wrote it down somewhere. His name is. Uh, his name is <laughs> Dithron. <laughs> <laughs> no who's a dip ron i forget I don't know. okay his name his name is my head <laughs> his name is uh arnell pineda 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 and he was singing his heart out and i'm like you know neil sean looks young and the band was tight and i fucking hate steve perry so i like this kid's whole story i forget the whole story he was like i think he was broke he was like homeless living in the philippines singer, wasn't he yeah, and then like some that on the street, and somehow Neil Sh Neil Sean, right, the guy from Journey, he heard the, I guess, I guess he heard a tape or somebody or somebody in a bar taped this kid, and the next thing he, he was like, hey, this kid's good, and they they hired him to be the lead singer, and I'm like, good for them. What Steve Perry isn't willing to sing anymore? I don't know what That's the right. bug he is up his go ass. On tour, he doesn't want to do any yeah. of that. So I was like, Andy's off on that one. In fact, um, Beth knew nothing about the new dude in uh, Journey, and she loves Journey. And I, I we were, we were just, uh, I, I played it for her, and she was like, "Who the fuck is that?" She, she goes, "He's really good." I go, "He's the lead singer of Journey now." And she was like, "Man, he's good." I go, "Yeah," and it's great because Steve Perry's such a fuck that he <laughs> won't sing anymore. Arnell Pineda became the lead singer of Journey in 2007. Yeah, it's been a while now. I guess Andy was drunk and he's right on CNN saying, it's fake Journey, it's fake Journey. I'm like, yeah, well, Steve Perry's not available. It's all you got if you like Journey. 
Uh, Arnel Pineda became the lead singer of Journey in 2007. He posted footage of himself performing Journey covers on YouTube with his band The Zoo and was discovered by Journey guitarist Neil Sean. Yeah, Arnel is from the Philippines. Arnel is 54 years old. This guy looks like he's 12. Yeah, I didn't know he was that old. I thought he was yeah. like t- in his 20s when they found him. Yeah, here's the guy. This is from, uh, here he's doing Don't Stop Believing, you know, possibly Journey's most famous song. Just this is New Year's Eve, and he was singing live. Singing outside. Sean playing guitar got got me. I was like, this is good. Fuck Steve Perry. You dick. This kid's better looking than Steve Perry. Steve Perry looked like a little fidget, trust me. I was in Detroit. I met this guy in person. I introduced Bernie uh, on You stage. still have these horrible feelings about him all He's these years later. <laughs> Steve Perry's at the old age home sleeping while this kid's singing his balls off. Here he is. At- yeah, this is him at uh, Lollapalooza. <laughs> it's great. I think the zoo got a um, Arnel Panita imitator. His old band, the zoo. <laughs> Here he is at Lollapalooza in Chicago, 2021. And they, they play stadiums. Kid owns half of the Philippines now. Do you, do you know that? Is that right? I, That's right. I have, yeah. have the whole thing. <laughs> he, owns, he, owns, he owns almost the entire Philippines. And, and ironically, <laughs> Steve Perry's working in a factory in the Philippines. Uh, uh, yeah, he's making clothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in one of this guy's factories. And Andy screamed, it's fake journey. It's fake journey. Well, hey, yeah. What are you supposed to do? It's also fake Queen, but Queen, you know, they got that kid and these things fine. Right. Does he have a problem with that? When Adam Lambert tries to be Freddie Mercury, exactly. which is impossible. <laughs> you can be Steve Perry, but you can't be Freddie Mercury. He's wheeling the sky. I got a kick out of it, honestly. Wow. Uh, is Andy such a purist? He's such a Journey fan. <laughs> but she doesn't know what yeah. song. <laughs> it's fake. It's fake Journey. It's fake Journey. It's like, uh, well, okay, yeah. <laughs> so what? What we got? We'll take it. I enjoyed it. I'm going to be honest with you. I loved it. I, I love. I couldn't. 
I couldn't watch the uh, Steve Perry when he was in Journey. Now, now this guy, I, now you I'm watch back to him loving all the time. it. <laughs> Absolutely, wherever they are, I go. I was at Lollapalooza in Chicago, 2021. Man, you're you're one of those guys who follows the band. <laughs> uh huh. Now I am. Band's good. It's tight. I mean, it, it is what it is. Yeah, Mike, what's up? Hey now, Howard. Hey now. Happy New Happy Year. New Year. Yeah, same to you. Happy New Year, Robin. Happy New Year, Fred. Happy New Year, Benji. Um, so, hey Howard, um, hey now. Hey now. Uh, what a, uh, hey now. Oh, hey what now. a fucking eventful, hey now. All right, hey okay, now. goodbye, Mike. Oh, I, I got to get rid of you. Come on, man. It's not my fault. I don't keep saying it. You do. All right, so, just uh, fucking talk. Okay. Howard, uh, so how come every time Marianne has a problem with somebody, she calls up and berates them? She was getting really homophobic with Chris. If you go back in history, she fucking tore down Artie. She's torn down Michael Rappaport. She tore down Benji. She's torn down anyone who disagrees with her. And I think it's it's almost to the point of being a bully. But she's so overpowering <laughs> with her fucking powerful voice. She's <laughs> a fan. She's passionate about the show. She's passionate about the show, Mike. Well, I want to point out that she was so angry at Benji for talking back to you. and uh, But she called right up and was giving you a hard time about how you reprimand your staff. You've known Gary a lot longer than she has. And if Gary needs a fucking correction, Howard turns the one that's going to give it to him. Right? Yeah, Gary. I mean, am I wrong, Howard? That's what I try so to explain think, to Beth. Gary needed a correction. I think in this case, Mary, uh, Mary uh, needs to understand how, how dare she call the king of all media and tell him how to handle his staff. You, you're yeah, Marianne. But Gary needed years, a, you know? Gary needed a correction. <laughs> I love First it. of he all, Mike, don't call Bubba Show because that's what you're known for. You're not for being a super Howard fan. Oh, hey, Marianne, don't be so Howard. When was the last time I called Bubba Show? Howard, if you know the support, it wasn't homophobic. It was about Chris. You called him a dick sucker. You called him a dick sucker and a ball licker. It wasn't being homophobic. And Benji and I are friends again. So fuck you, asshole. And Michael Rappaport is the biggest racist scumbag around. And I am loyal to the show, not like you tripping on your words hey, and you can't even get a I'm way fucking loyal to the show. Asshole. I don't even call up the love sponge. You weren't even smart enough to understand what I was saying. about me. Marianne, you weren't even smart enough to understand what I was saying about Bubba. A.K.A. Apple, you're calling about me. Blah, blah, blah. All right. I don't know if there'll ever be peace on, on Earth. Everyone is fighting. Well, if Marianne can bury the hatchet with Benji... Maybe there's hope. Yeah. Hey, I got a busy show today for you because I see how late it is already. and We haven't really done anything, but I've got, uh, speaking of Benji, Benji actually did some work and made a phony phone call kind of thing. And I can play that for you. I got some Oprah. I was in the middle of talking about Oprah. I never finished. It was, it's, well, maybe I'll come back and play Oprah audio book. I got new clips of Oprah. That, that, that stuff okay. takes us a long time to put together. And, um, yeah, I mean, we got a lot to get to today. Don't don't ask. We're very busy, Robin. I don't know if you realize that. Nick, go ahead. You're on the air. Hey, what's going on? I just wanted to say that that, that dude, that new singer of Journey, that guy shits on Steve Steve Perry. He sure does. He's fabulous. I didn't. I didn't. He, uh, he's really good. Yeah, and he's wrong about that. Uh, it's not fake Journey. It's better Journey. That's real Journey because all the other players are real. Yeah, you don't got some. One hundred percent. You don't got some little shithead running around with a bad shag and lifts in his shoes. You got uh, a better singer up there. And, he, uh, and Steve Perry could have could have. He's just a little bitch. So this kid, oh yeah. this kid literally 
There's no more Steve Perry. This kid is Steve Perry. Steve Perry is a little bitch. You're absolutely right. Like, it's like, you know what? I could sing. I could still be in Journey. But fuck you. I'm not going to do it. And he doesn't even tell anybody why. I don't even think no. he told Neil. Neil Sean, his, his partner there. He never even said. He's just like, no. you know, I just don't feel like it. Oh, well, thanks. I spent my life uh, putting this band together, writing these songs with you. Now you won't sing them. Fuck you. We're going to the Philippines. I love it. It's the greatest feel-good story of all time. I was sitting there telling Beth, I said, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. And Steve Perry thought, so you know what? Now. You guys can suck my dick. You can't do shit without me. They haven't missed a beat. They're playing Lollapalooza. Yeah, and, and honestly, he's, he sounds better. So, Well, let me What's tell you really something. What's really funny is sometimes, you know, like when David Lee Roth left um, Van Halen, yep. they went in a whole different direction. They guess we got to go here because we can't go there. They just said, no, we can go there. We're just going to get another guy to do it. <laughs> let me tell you something, Robin. Yeah, David they got a Lee Roth, guy to do it, too. So. David Lee Roth was probably at home going, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> I was supposed to leave the band, have a huge solo career. Instead, I'm sitting here at home practicing sword fighting, and these guys are out on the road playing a stadium. I love it. I didn't want to yeah. say anything. I have a, a a young Filipino boy who's going to replace Baba Booey. He's waiting in the wings <laughs> if Gary ever fucks up again. If he ever sends me another gift. <laughs> the lesson is everyone's uh, replaceable. You can, you know, you know and, and when I heard Andy going, "Oh, it's fake journey, it's fake journey." Um I was like, "You know, I remember if I'm not mistaken, Andy tried to take over Love Connection and nobody said, yeah. "Hey, you're fake Chuck Walry." Right. No. <laughs> I might have thought it, but I and didn't say it. how often do they replace those housewives? Oh, my God. It's like a revolving right. door of housewives. Yeah. I don't know who the originals are. There's a ton. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a whatever that kid's name fan is, Arnell. Pineda? Pine, Arnell Pineda. I'm a big Arnell Pineda guy. You know you know how it's I Van like Halen? I like the journey of Arnell Pineda. Yeah. It's much better. <laughs> <laughs> and they show up on time. There's no fucking preening backstage, no separate trailer, no separate fucking airplane to fly in. None of the bag. No, they come out and play. That's it. They come out and play. Arnell, Arnell Pineda is like the fucking Energizer Bunny. He's grateful to be there. This guy was playing a band called The Zoo. <laughs> you know, let me tell you something. I was watching the Get Back uh, vid, you know, documentary on the Beatles. And George Harrison had the balls to get out of line. You know what? Within three seconds, they were calling Eric Clapton. <laughs> well, Remember they that. They say, well, we could. If he's not back tomorrow, we'll call Eric. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you something. I guarantee it would have been good. I'm a, uh, I'm a, big, I'm a big Arnell Pineda guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you, I saw that Steve Perry backstage. Like, he had a girlfriend. And, of course, she was hot because, you know, he was a rock star and shit. She towered over him. I was having a good laugh. Was he's he running I, didn't know, I don't even know how tall. Oh, my God. I, I, I'm telling you, tiny. You could barely see this guy. Paul Simon, Paul Simon looked down on this Towers guy. over him. Towers over him. And I was walking around, and, oh, he was a big shot, ordering everyone around, blah, 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 blah. This guy, Arnell, comes in. He's wearing a ski jacket. He's not fucking wearing some tight shirt and bullshit pants. <laughs> fucking guy no. walks out right out of the Philippines. Don't stop believing. Sing it. He'd be singing barefoot and shit. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. I remember Steve Perry back in the day in the 80s. I introduced these fucking guys. And, uh, you know, I was a big Neil Sean fan, all that, you know. And I see this Steve Perry. I said, wait a second. Are they shooting a, a sequel to The Hobbit? I thought I was seeing one of those characters from Middle Earth. There's Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, yeah. Who's that? Oh, that's the lead singer of Journey. But uh, I know Steve Perry's like, hey, fuck these guys. Fuck them. I'm, I'm just going to stop singing the songs. And it's not like he's lit the world on fire. You don't even see this guy anymore. And I guarantee no, I you, you put Steve Perry next to this kid Arnell on stage, and you'll want to see Arnell. He'll be and, sung off the yeah. stage by his replacement. Uh, yeah. And you don't know how happy Journey is. Those guys are making money hand over fist. And you know what they pay Arnell? $11 a week and a meal. <laughs> but, you know, with that, and he he's grateful. to have the Philippines. <laughs> he does. For $25, he bought half of the Philippines. <laughs> It's probably more than Steve Perry's making now. Damn! Oh, you know what Steve Perry's making? Nothing. <laughs> sitting there, he's sitting there waiting for a check from the record company. They don't sell records anymore. No, Fuck Steve that's Perry. Crazy. Fuck Steve Perry. Long live Fake Journey. Exactly. Fuck Steve Perry. You bet. Fuck him. Fuck him. Uh, Let him go. Fuck, fuck himself. Fuck him. <laughs> All right. Thank you. I saw that performance. There's a reason that on. Uh, New Year's Rock and Eve, they put Journey on first. They had the whole crowd go. Fucking Ryan Seacrest was dancing. Boy, is he a bad dancer. Really? Dude, ain't do- he ain't doing anything about those rumors when he starts dancing. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Now I got to go watch him dance. You got to watch it. He starts dancing. I'm like, dude, bad move. Just stand there and try to be like Dick Clark. Dick Clark never danced. Dick Clark oh, was on no. a show called American Bandstand. Where kids would just dance to records. This fucking guy never once attempted to dance. That's right. He I, I didn't even know. touch the dance floor with his shoe. I don't know what crack this dude was eating, but Jesus Christ, <laughs> he some, somehow made the decision to start, start dancing. Oh, I've just been handing it up. Steve Perry put out a new Christmas album last year. Guess who bought it? What? Guess who bought it? Nobody. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know he'd put out a new Christmas album. I now believe, he wants to sing, huh? I believe Journey was the only live performance in Times Square for New Year's Rock and Eve. That's what I believe because I was watching and it all looked canned except for this kid who sang his balls off. Neil Sean was playing that all those riffs live. Those fuckers were not afraid. Now, uh, J.D., you saw it. Was Journey live? It looked like it to me. Yeah, I think they were the only live act because uh, in Times Square because uh, L Cool J, he was supposed to be on there, but he dropped out because he got COVID. <laughs> or he tested oh, positive was, for COVID. There was somebody else performing. Some Who the fuck was uh, it? They were on. There, who, there, was, uh, KT, there was KT Tunstall I saw uh, in Times Square. But all the other performances on New York's Rock and Eve were from L.A. Yeah, from really? the part. I saw somebody on there. I go, this person's not, this person's not even tr- attempting. Oh, I know what it was. It was like an old performance by Usher. And he, yeah, was dancing, yeah, yeah. you know, he can dance as it. Did you see that? And, and I was like, he was, he was singing, but the no lips were moving. So he doesn't even <laughs> pretend to, he just dances. He just walks around dancing while the, he's singing. <laughs> yeah. While his track is playing. <laughs> yeah. Without fi- moving his lips at all. For the 50th anniversary, they showed a bunch of old performances like Mariah Carey and Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. Had Steve the hours. Perry, 
Steve Perry, nobody missed him on New Year's Rockin' Eve. <laughs> I got to get a copy of that Christmas album. We got to listen. You know, you know well, what? Yeah, we got to take a listen to see what uh, Steve Perry uh, can do. I wonder what sold more, Steve Perry's Christmas album or the Allegiance box set with that <laughs> piece of schmata in there, that cloth. <laughs> from the, the swatches. Uh, <laughs> the swatch. <laughs> the season, oh. I think, is the name of the album. The season. season. You got any tracks? I'd, it would take me a little bit to uh, pull them. If you give me a few minutes, I can... I mean, like, can't you just play it, like, right from your computer? I bet you... Right uh, it's my uh, my audio is all weird with uh, I have two different computers and it's a whole thing. Fred got a whole new rig we put in and I think he oh can yeah pull shit right. yeah he can pull shit right up. Fred, you got any uh, Steve Perry Christmas album? I'll take a look around. Around, Fred, I'll, I'll uh, message you this link. I heard JD celebrated New Year's Eve with a bottle of Opus wine, not cheap. <laughs> no, not Opus One. Oh my goodness! Hold on. First of all, that was uh, uh, for my birthday. Uh, but no, that was uh, that was actually. Do you remember when Joel Hollander and uh, what's his name, Les Moonves, came in at K Rock at the at the end of the thing there? Fred, hold, hold Fred. One sec. I think that was Fred it, Fred. Sorry. Mo- yeah. Sorry. Anyways, um, so yeah, so they, they, when they said goodbye to us or whatever, goodbye to the show, that I guess they handed people or they sent a bunch of wine, Opus One wine, and I was hand, I was handed a bottle and I saved it for all these years and oh. uh, I decided to try it. We should have known Les Moonves was a total fucking maniac when like <laughs> why wait, he's suing me because I was leaving, but at the same point he's getting me Opus One wine for my staff. To congratulate me on leaving, you know what I mean? Like, what a I don't no know one... if that. I, all I know is I remember him walking into the studio carrying a box. Yeah, of wine. I mean, Opus One's expensive, but I'm just saying, like, that's the kind of logic you use when you're like sitting with an actress alone in your uh, office and like you know putting moves on her. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, you, any normal person would go, "I better not do this." I'm the head of a network, but. You know, why would you give me wine when you're suing me because I'm leaving? <laughs> Fucking weirdo. Dickhead. It was so, it was so old, the, the cork ended up crumbling. Uh, you never getting... put it on its side. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, first of all, this was before you I drank. Uh, I got JD, it... JD, you didn't put it in your wine cellar? <laughs> <laughs> no, I got it before I started drinking wine, and it was just like in my bedrooms in Brooklyn and and in the city, and who knows? Oh, so the, the best places to keep wine. Oh yeah, you know what's all, great? You know. you know what's great? Like JD probably had one of those, um, you know, that the spaghetti strainer thing, the colander. He probably had yeah. that with his wine, and he had to pour the wine through the colander. <laughs> That's right. We did, it twice. We did yeah. it twice. Yeah, still had wine. <laughs> Yeah, and it ruins the whole experience. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, uh, especially yeah, when that when that cork starts to crumble, it really goes. Oh, <laughs> we, it took us forever to get it out. We were just like, uh, you know, we JD's powered through. Birth- J- you know, how JD talks. He's like, my birthday was canceled. The, the, the restaurant got COVID. I go, the po- <laughs> the building got the restaurant building got COVID. He goes, yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of staff had to deal with COVID, so uh, yeah, the restaurants yeah. shut down. For yeah, this uh, new version is really contagious. They're not kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, all right, hey, hey Fred, let me hear a track. <laughs> 
Jack Frost nipping at your nose. <laughs> I miss him. Bad. Yuletide carols being sung by a boy. Lazy fuck. Write a new song. No. Folks dressed up like Singing Christmas songs. Suddenly he's Mariah Carey. Everybody knows. <laughs> he knows. Knows. The queen of Christmas. <laughs> Who's buying this shit? Fuck you, Nobody. Steve. I never yeah. even heard about it. You know, usually if somebody's big makes a Christmas album, you hear about it. When they went to the studio to record it, they couldn't get the microphone down low enough to reach his mouth, so it sounds... <laughs> I wonder when Neil Sean listened to this if he was laughing. Santa's on his way. He's bringing lots of toys and goodies. <laughs> Good. Keep singing this shit. Turn this crap off, Fred, please. It's offensive. By the way, I will tell you, uh, Arnel Pineda isn't wasting his time recording this or performing at Lollapalooza, this kind of music. <laughs> he does the hits. Well, this is the guy who didn't want to sing. So how did this project come about? It's a good question. I'm not having him on here to answer it, though. <laughs> you'll, have to, you'll have to ask him when you see him. All right, J.D., thanks, man. Of course. Thank you. Yeah. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Did his birthday happen while we were away? Was he a yeah. zipper baby? I'm sorry, JD. I missed your birthday. That's mm, all right. Send him. I got an allegiance box set you can send over to him. Well, I I sent him a, a bunch of things, so I'm Did fine. You? You're sweet. You're a good person. Um, by the way, I should mention hydro here, and before we go to break. You know, I talk about hydro all the time because Beth's so ripped from it. And uh, we just got her brother a hydro. We oh, yeah? Bought it, yeah, we bought it ourselves. I don't get a free one because they're sponsors. How did you I box make... that up and send it to him? <laughs> yeah, you know, it makes no sense that Eddie Van Halen was angry with Sammy Hagar because... I mean, Sammy came in and did such a great job, and and Eddie was able to say to David Lee Roth, "You left the band, and look look how good we're doing." You know what I mean? And like, not only that, I mean, they did better. They had yeah. bigger hits. Yeah. And I wonder what the real story is with Eddie. Like he he was pissed at David Lee Roth. He was pissed at Sammy Hagar. He was angry with everybody. Like what? He what's was the fuck? Angry I think yeah. it's like you and Gary. Yeah. <laughs> like, if the anger comes from somewhere, it's not really at the person he's angry and expecting yeah. it to. <laughs> yeah. It's got what it takes. So, baby, why can't this be love? A lot of people forget Eddie Van Halen was a great keyboard player, too. He plays keys on uh, Why Can't This Be Love? Amazing. And Sammy plays guitar on this. Nice. And remember when Sammy was on the show, he said the first time they played this for the president of the record company, Mo Austin. Um, Mo, that's such a great name. Nobody names anybody Mo anymore. 
Uh, Mo stuck his finger up and said, I smell money. And uh, there you go. Mo. Mo. <laughs> what a name. Imagine your parents look at a baby and they name you Mo. You know who he looks like? He looks like a Mo. Yeah. <laughs> My father used to call me a schmo. That was one of his favorite. Uh, really? That's a horrible yeah. name to call a child. Oh, that that's not the worst. <laughs> schmo is like a, a, a term of endearment. Oh. You're a schmo. You're a schmo. Doesn't sound like you're going to grow up to be a great man. No. He'd also call me a schmuck. And then one time I called my father a schmuck. And he almost beat the shit out of me. He chased me and I ran into a bathroom and locked the door. And I was like, he called me a schmuck. Right. I don't even know what that means. And now he's mad about it. Well, now you understand what I'm saying. These are horrible names to call a kid because when he mm. got called it, he almost wanted to kill you. Yeah. But I guess it was okay to call me it because, you know. I don't know I what look, the logic look. is there, but go with it. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of thought put into child rearing coming out of that household, trust me. And my mother thought she was an expert because she read a book by this guy, Chaim Ganat. I don't even think this dude was a doctor. Chaim Ganat was some child care expert. And she'd say, I read Chaim Ganat. And I was like, and he said, oh. yell at your kids? Uh, no, she... she she, ne she she was afraid to tell my father that's inappropriate. She would say, what's wrong with you two? There was something wrong with me. Oh, is words, that what Haim Gannat said you should do? Blame no, both she people? Threw, <laughs> if that's what he did, that's why I said this guy Chaim Gannat ought to be in prison. Because <laughs> if this is what he's recommending, I don't think she was following Chaim Gannat. Or anyone. Chaim. <laughs> that's another one. You look at your child and you go, oh, he's a Chaim. <laughs> no, Chaim. <laughs> yeah, Chaim. <laughs> and then she'd read Doctor Spock too. The not the Star Trek guy. She she wasn't a fan of his, but she no, he was Mister Spock. The Doctor yeah. Spock was somebody else. Doctor Spock was the child expert. She was very proud of that. I read Doctor Spock. I did the best I could. She's always yelling. Always crying. <laughs> I did the she best be a I great could. She would be a great sitcom character. Oh, my mother. My mother thought she was dying over the vacation. So she calls oh. me up and goes, my son, my son. Yeah, I'm dying. I'm dying. The problem is I live too long. But she's you know, upset no. about dying. I don't understand. Yeah. See, again, yeah. logic, please give me some logic. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I was like, can you call my sister and not bother me? <laughs> <laughs> she was fine. Your mother's the opposite of Betty White. I'm reading yeah. Betty White's obituaries, and they're talking about how she just lived to be happy. And she wouldn't even let people tell her sad stories. She was like, oh, get yeah. over it. You know, let's come on in and let's have some fun. Mm, that's not my mom. I wish I was <laughs> Howard White, the son of Betty White. <laughs> now, my mother's doom and gloom. It's horrible. So doom and gloom. Oh, my God. What are they doing? When is this epidemic going to be over? What <laughs> like are he's they going doing? Somewhere. Where's she going? <laughs> my mom What's was no. stopping her from doing? My mom was no Betty White. 
But, <laughs> uh, speaking of Betty White, I can say a few words about Betty White because I like Betty White. I'll tell you what, I mean, like the rest of the world, Betty White was an actress since she was, uh, she died, she was 99 years old. And people think it's funny for some reason that like People Magazine had a cover issue ready to go, Betty White at 100. And then, you know, obviously she didn't make it to 100. She was just about there. For some days. reason, everyone thinks it's funny. Like they were like, this is funny. I didn't think it was funny. I thought it was like crazy that everybody <laughs> was celebrating before she reached 100. You know, like everybody was lining up their interviews and talking about her for the last two weeks. Like it was a foregone conclusion that she'd make it. Yeah. And now well, she, she didn't. When someone's 99, you don't celebrate that 100th birthday until they actually hit that That's day. That's right. It, they step over the line, the finish line. Yeah, every day's a miracle. <laughs> Ninety-nine years old, but you know the thing with her, for those for those young kids, for you youngsters out there, for you young you young guys and gals out there, um, <laughs> like she was really not that famous until she was on the Mary Tyler Moore show, and she played a part on there. She wasn't a regular; she would come on every once in a while. She played Sue Ann Nevins. And Sue Ann Nevins was a horny older woman who wanted to fuck uh, Lou Grant's brains out, the boss on the show. And yeah, she was I like a Martha Stewart type. She was like yeah. the expert in how to, you know, cook and do the turkey and all that yeah. stuff. And that made her famous because she was really funny on it. I remember thinking she's great, but um, I don't remember. Did she fuck Lou Grant or was like that never was it on I the quiet I don't think that ever happened. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think that's why Lou went to that newspaper <laughs> to get rid of her. Yeah. She was constantly in heat over Lou Grant, who who looked like a an elephant. <laughs> for some reason, she was hot for him, which was unbelievable. But, uh, yeah, then she was on that show, and then she was on the Golden Girls, which was a big show, too. So she followed up the Mary Tyler Moore show with the Golden Girls. She had a pretty good run, you know what I mean? But she did start. Uh, acting like when she was uh, eight years old, I read, and she was on the radio. Like the, back in the day, radio used to be they had radio plays, and she played. I can even have a clip of it. This is Betty White at ten, eight years old, eight years old, wow. on the radio. You know, being uh, being Betty White. How long have you been in the hospital, Anne? All my life. What? All your life in a hospital? Where are your parents? They're dead. They were both killed when I was hurt a long time ago, when I was only two years old. And how old are you now? Ten. Ten. Mm. She sounds like Betty White trying to imitate being a little girl. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so, you know, she had one of those careers like Regis where you have to wait a long time before you get really famous. And it kind but of she sucked. always worked because I yeah. also saw that she was on television at the very beginning of television. They, yeah. you know, when they were beginning to launch all this stuff, they had to do these little promo kind of things to show people how television worked. And she was part of that. Yeah, I can give you some clips, actually. She started to audition for movie and television parts as she got older. Casting directors told her she wasn't photogenic. That's like a nice way of saying you're not that good looking. You're ugly. Some, you're ugly. <laughs> you're ugly. You can't be on television. Uh, so she turned back to radio. In her 20s, she got a big break. Some disc jockey, Al Jarvis, started a TV show called Hollywood on Television, and he had Betty co-host. And 
They treated it like a radio show. They did skits, live reads, ad lib for most of the five hour daily show. And they even had a guy do Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions and um, um, uh, Dr. Now impressions. <laughs> she became the first woman to host a daytime talk show when she took over hosting. After Jarvis left in 1952, got her own talk show in the 50s. She would even sing songs on the talk show. Here she is singing It's a Good Day. I never knew she sang. It's a good day for singing a song and it's a good day. I think Steve, Steve Perry might want to cover this. It's a good day. Betty could do a little that. bit of everything, I guess. It's like one of those songs my mom used to sing around the house. They had the, the worst music my parents' generation. Just horrible. You had to listen to this shit and act like you liked it. I mean, <laughs> no, they horrible. did like it because there was nothing else. Yeah. It's a good day. I know all those old songs. Daisy, Daisy, give me your answer, do. I'm True. half crazy <laughs> over the love of you. It won't be a stylish marriage. I can't afford a carriage. But you'll look sweet upon the seat of a bicycle built for two. <laughs> hey, it's a good day. Who is writing this shit? Thank God the Beatles came along and blew well, up. Well, you know, it was right after the war. Mm. And so they probably didn't want to sing about anything. You know, so just just a good good day, good day, and bicycle bill for two. Mm. <laughs> Let's just think of happy thoughts, happy, happy. Here's a little fact: this was Ronnie's prom song. They they danced to it at the prom. Hey now, it's a good day. And the Golden Girls, I told you, Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah, I went into the archives. Betty White, Betty, Betty White, Betty White became such a big part of popular culture. She was even an answer in one of our old Stern Act bits. Did you know that? I did not know. Yeah. Here I am with that incredible Stern Act material. Betty White. Betty White. Betty White. Betty White. Yes, what? oh great one. Oh, no. <laughs> what did the African American say before the new pope was announced? Betty White. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Little that famous racial humor. <laughs> uh, here's another bit we did. You know when we used to send correspondence to the press room to ask questions? Sure. Uh, the question was, did you go through menopause with the other Golden Girls? And she was quick on her feet. I never went through it. I, I had a chance to go through it, and I turned it down. That's, that's a good line. Yeah, but you couldn't throw her, you know. She no. Was, she was great. Um, Betty White, of course, everyone's been making a lot out of the fact that she was the oldest host of Saturday Night Live. It actually um, was one of these things on Facebook. People started a campaign to get Betty White to host Saturday Night Live, and, and it worked. And she hosted, and she was quite good, which doesn't surprise me. And uh, here's uh, some of her monologues. When I first heard about the campaign to get me to host Saturday Night Live, I didn't know what Facebook was. <laughs> 
And now that I do know what it is, I have to say, it sounds like a huge waste of time. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, she worked right up until the end, well into her 90s. Here she is at the comedy roast of William Shatner. And she got in a good joke about our friend George Takei. Here you go. I've been a huge Trekkie ever since the show first aired. And that's why I'm so thrilled to see Nichelle and George Takei here tonight. Because, let's face it, we all know Shatner's nuts. (laughs) But George has actually tasted them. (laughs) There you go. She was good, man. I I like Betty White. Good energy. Um, And a, a big animal rights person. Served on the board of the Los Angeles Zoo for 50 years. And she joined the zoo to improve the bad conditions there in the 1960s. Rest in peace. Betty White. 99. Yeah. She got, I wonder how old she was when she did the Mary Tyler Moore show. Cause she must've been in her fifties. I bet. I would maybe. say, no, that was the seventies, right? So maybe she was in her forties. Yeah. I don't know, but she looked old. You know what I mean? She was right. One of those she people. always had like, and, and she did a ton of game shows. You know, like there was this whole era that you knew Betty White just from game shows. Right. Oh, she was 51 when she did the Mary Tyler Moore show. So there you go. Okay. And, um, yeah, she, the, the, the crazy thing was I was a big fan of game shows when I was a kid, and I'd watch that, and she had three marriages. Her third marriage was to this guy, Alan Ludden, who was the host of the game show Password, and she was always on, and I was fascinated by that as a kid, that they yeah. were married and that she was on the show, and I was like, they fuck. Like, I, everything to me was like, oh, those two fuck. <laughs> and Alan Ludden was like, uh, they look like they fucked. You know what I mean? They look like two people who should fuck each other. Like, he wasn't that great looking, you know, and she was, you know, she Betty was, White. He was all right, and she was yeah, all you right. Know. You know. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, you look at me and Beth, and you go, he's fucking her? But for those two, you were like, yeah, okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah, he should be fucking her. And uh, she really, I got the feeling, you know, you never know what goes on behind closed doors, but I got the feeling she really loved Alan Ludden from Password. I think, I think that was a real love affair. Yeah, I but wonder, they, he died a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. He left her she like. She never remarried. I don't know if no. he ever had any other lovers or whatever, but she did. never heard about I, anything. I know a guy who made love to her. Who, uh, really? after Alan Ludden died. Yeah, almost <laughs> three days after Alan Ludden died, he, he banged her. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know what happened after that. I thought that was uh, odd that nobody followed Alan. You know, she'd had two other marriages before him, but nobody could follow him. I'm hoping uh, Beth is taking a lesson from Betty White. When I pass, <laughs> there's never a guy. I like that loyalty. See, that's why I like Betty White. Now I realize it. I like Betty White because she never fucked another guy probably uh, once Alan Ludden died. <laughs> She was married to Alan Ludden from 1963 to 1981. And uh, they never had kids or anything, but after right. that, she closed shop. That's it. No one's fucking me. And, and, I, and like, I was reading that she thinks that she's going to join him. Oh, well, there, there's a fairy tale. <laughs> no, what, what's going to happen is she's going to join her other two husbands, not Alan. <laughs> well, this is what I'm wondering. Like, how do you, like, if you died and you had other husbands, do you meet up with the exes if the other husband is still living? What goes on? By the way, um, 
You know who fucked her? I think Pete Davidson tried to fuck her a couple of times. <laughs> you know, he fucks all the female. <laughs> he does. He doesn't care. He'll fuck you. I actually watched uh, Pete Davidson and Miley Cyrus a little bit on NBC. They had a New Year's Eve special. And Miley knows how to bring it. She, you know, she belts out a tune. She wears the miniskirt. Her top even fell off at some point. Oh, my. Like, well, yeah. that's going the extra mile. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, here's my titty. <laughs> you know, I mean... And uh, you could tell Pete was wearing a short sleeve shirt, and I could see he's getting rid of his tattoos. Like they were almost fake. Like that's a weird oh, look. Oh, he's like, trying to get rid of all of them. Yeah, he's taking them all off. And it's funny when you're in the middle wow. of that process, it looks like somebody spilled milk on your arm because it's like the tattoo's sort of there, but it's not there anymore. Right. It's almost but, like there was a bunch of mistakes made. <laughs> he's got to be going through excruciating pain because that that's a very painful process. Is I mean, it? He's he's like covered in tattoos. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine it's easy to get whole sleeves off and back oh. and everything, you know, neck. <laughs> yeah, he he looks like he's got the sleeves, the shirt, the pants, <laughs> you know, the whole thing. When he gets neck. undressed, he's still fully dressed. <laughs> yeah, 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 but I think he had enough of that shit. He probably did it, and he was like, yeah, this looks like shit. I'm yeah, this is when I was a little bit off. I wasn't thinking yeah. straight, you know, and now I don't want to look at it anymore. He's probably like, yeah, I didn't know I'd be fucking Ariana Grande and uh, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> I'd have to show other people this yeah. crap. That, uh, yeah. Ariana oh, so Grande. Right. Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. That's right. Fucking Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. Yeah. You know what I was obsessing on over her? You know, by the way, don't ask me anymore, like, what I watch on TV. That's like, that's everyone's, hey, what are you watching on TV? I'm like, I don't know. First of all, my list is embarrassing. I'm not all that confident in my list of shows that I watch. You know what I mean? I, listen, I'm loving the new Sex in the City. Now, you know, Ross Zapin asked me, hey, what are you watching? He's waiting to hear, you know. Well, I just finished the Squid Jet Game. game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Squid Game. Uh, the new Sex in the City. And he's like, oh, okay. Sorry I asked. <laughs> And uh, everyone with their shows, they're streaming. And like, I, I watched the new Lost in Space. I like that, that. I like it too. But that Dr. Smith is so annoying. Like she can't make up her mind if she's bad or good. good and she's always bad, undermining. Different. The whole fucking show. They're trying to find Alpha Centauri. And uh, this Dr. Smith does everything to fuck it up. And, but, you know, enough with her. They should have like, they should have like pushed her off the fucking spaceship that's what i would have done with her well somehow yeah i mean but she didn't you know just uh finds a way to stow away on the ship you know it's just you can't get rid of her but i'm watching the new sex in the city that sarah jessica parker she's got something on me because i, I i'm loving it and i i like it i like uh i won't give any spoilers but the whole storyline with mr big and and a lot of uh a lot of updated stuff, like people who are they instead of well, he yeah, or she. the whole pronoun thing and the new yeah. way you have to deal with race and all kinds of things are coming up in the show. I could just imagine if I told my father I was a they. I they. Thank God I wasn't into any of that. You know, like I wasn't born gay. Yeah, or... my, uh, Dad, I really don't feel like a boy. Yeah, oh. I feel like what? a girl. You don't feel <laughs> like a boy. You, what, what are you saying? You are a boy. No, I just don't feel like one. I feel more ambiguous. What? 
He says he's not a boy. He's gender confused. You're you're an it. (laughs) I'm not an it. I'm a they. You'll call me they. I I, would have been a disaster. Thank God I didn't have to go. I mean, that's they. There's not two of you. There's one. (laughs) That's what they say. They. Can you imagine? Oh, it's crazy. For cockta. They. He's a boy. I have a penis. You have a penis. I know, but there's something inside of me that tells me I'm a they. It's inside of you. You should get it out. That's right. I read Chaim Ganach. He didn't say anything about that. <laughs> you're supposed I, to. I didn't either. <laughs> you're supposed to accept me for what I am. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you and they are both morons. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I don't care how many people you are. You're both morons. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. Just call me they. It's knock it off. Knock it off. And neither one of you have a good voice for radio. You're crazy. Don't waste my money going to Boston University for radio. Neither one of you, theys, are in theater or have practiced proper enunciation. Now, now you're a they. What are there? Two of you? There's one of him, but there's he's they. Yes, dumb and dumber. <laughs> Two of you schmoes. <laughs> well, one of you should do some of stock if you want to be on radio. <laughs> Holy moly! Oh God! Thank God I, you know, I didn't have. You didn't that have issue. any gender confusion. Yeah. No. I don't even understand the whole they thing, but I support it. I don't care. You want to be they, be they. Why should you understand it? If you understood it, you might be it. Exactly. Yeah, I don't want to understand it. (laughs) You want to be that? That's fine. (laughs) You are they. Howard says he's they. Yeah, that's my pronoun now, they. Well, I hate both of you. (laughs) Stop it, you two. (laughs) I hate they and you. (laughs) whoever you are i hate whoever you are (laughs) would have been a disaster oh my god oh yeah that that wouldn't have gone over in very many homes when we were young you both suck i watch (laughs) i am jazz religiously although it's getting horribly boring and i wish jazz would lose some weight because i like I, i liked it better when she was thin but the parents now are so accepting of everything Jazz is like, yeah, I'm, I'm a girl. Okay. And then the son wants to date uh, transgender uh, women. They go, fine. He goes, I'm not gay, but I want to be with transgender women. You go, they go, fine. We don't think you're gay. It's fine. We're going to try to say yes to as many things as we can. Yeah. You know, you yeah. can't stump us. We are going to say yes no matter what. Yeah. Whatever you're into, we're up for it. <laughs> you want to sit home and not go to college? That's fine. Who cares? Everything's cool. I watched this show. I am jazz. This girl, she's transsexual, but she got into Harvard and she fucking didn't go. Oh, does that drive me crazy? If I tell you how that drives me crazy, Harvard is the ticket to a golden life. You get into that, man, you got that Harvard degree, forget about it. I mean, I wish I had the fucking brain power to get myself into Harvard. I can't imagine. And, well, you it's know, not only about uh, going to Harvard. It's who you meet I mean at that. Harvard. Yeah, who, you, who your friends are and you have the intellectual capacity. I mean But that. you just, you are connected. 
You're now yes. plugged in to everything. And you automatically get a job. Look at all these guys who wrote for Letterman. They graduate uh, Harvard. I know one guy wanted to be an engineer. Letterman said, no, you're going to be a comedy writer. That's it. <laughs> From Harvard, you can do anything. You can do anything. But you're it just, doesn't matter. You're just networked like all yeah. of those guys. You know, once I remember John um, Stewart talking about it, it was just automatic that you, you know, you went to the Lampoon guys. Right. You know, the Harvard Lampoon. You just go, who wrote for that? Have them come in and do an interview. I try to get Harvard guys to write for this show. They they won't even look at it. I got a guy from Full Sail University. <laughs> the Full Sail people are yeah. open to you. <laughs> yeah, you get a if uh, you graduate Full Sail, you get a, a ticket right into our <laughs> organization. This is where you get recruited. Mm. What's the matter? Right? We can't get a Harvard writer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. I was watching um, Sex in the City. I watched, um, oh, that horrible movie on Netflix, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence. Why they had to make Jennifer oh, Lawrence ugly. Oh, I haven't ugly. seen that one yet. I just saw the preview for that. Horrible. Horrible. Really? Because it's a great cast. Meryl Streep? Oh yeah, and uh, and and Jonah and... Uh, Jonah Hill. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer uh, Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. And they, Leo. They made her look ugly. Why would you do that? Because she's a scientist? You mean there can't be a good-looking scientist? I guess Today, there, there are good-looking scientists. It's are there? It's not the way it used to be. <laughs> According to this movie, it doesn't, they had to take Jennifer Lawrence and put an ugly wig on her. But, uh, oh, it's such an annoying movie. But oh. I'm trying to watch it because it has a good cast. But uh, Beth will only let me watch it in 10-minute increments. She can only take That's it for 10 minutes. That's all she can take? That's it. She goes, we put it on last night. It was 10 minutes in. She goes, oh, okay, you want me to turn it off? She goes, yeah, we will continue watching it, but let's just watch it for 10 minutes at a time. <laughs> it's a 10 minute movie. You can yeah, take it 10 goes, minutes at a time. Yeah. She goes, I, I just want to see if the earth blows up. I go, yeah, maybe I should just fast forward. By the way, did you watch the new uh, Matrix uh, Resurrection? I'm having a hard time with that one, too. It's enough with the Matrix. I think it's over. I don't even remember. I, know. I don't know why they keep making another one. There's going to be, like you said, there's going to be over, another um, why lethal does, um, weapon. There were enough did, lethal weapons. There were enough Matrixes. Why Why does um, Keanu Reeves not remember being in the Matrix? I don't even know what that is. Like, How come he keeps forgetting? He got replugged in, so he oh. they constructed a life based on his experiences. So it looked like he was, you know, dreaming the whole time. He oh. thought he was in the Matrix, and he made, and then that became his job. It was now a game, and he was the creator of the game. Oh, because now it's like, oh, can we're going through the same thing? They got to. <laughs> he's learning that he's in the Matrix. I'm like, okay, I get it. But thank God the new Bachelor season starts tonight, so I'm not oh, happy God. with The Bachelor. I'm not that interested in this guy, but I'm sure it'll be good. That, that who show is The never Bachelor? I don't even know. He's that big, goofy guy who looks like he's all jacked up. He's like, a, no girl wants him. They're all just <laughs> trying to be actresses. There's no girl who legitimately wants to marry this doofus. I mean, give me a break. It's getting ridiculous. It's getting to be goddamn ridiculous. I just know this guy. He's goofy. It's getting to be goddamn ridiculous. He doesn't even look like he can fuck. He's no Tom Brady. 
How about Tom Brady and the Jets? Oh, my God. That, you know, this has been like the greatest season because I finally gave in and said, I'm just going to watch Tom Brady. Right. And whatever Tom Brady's doing, that's what I'm watching. So yesterday I finally get to the, the TV set and turn it on. And I'm looking at the Giants game and they have a crawl underneath and it shows the Jets score and they're playing Tampa Bay. Right. And they were up, what was it, 24 10. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm seeing things. I switch right. over to Fox to see what's going on. That really is the score 24 Jets, 10 Tampa Bay. I know. And you're like, the Jets suck. How could they be winning against Tampa Bay? And not and only then- that, could they possibly pull this off? It's the third quarter. I think there was six minutes left in the third quarter. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and, and they, they lose. still managed to lose. But it were was, you heart- it was wor- Gary, were it was you wor- heartbroken? It was worse than what Robin's saying. I have to tell you. It was way worse than that. So the Jets were up um, four points. With about two minutes left, and they were on the one-yard line trying to score. They couldn't score, so it's fourth down, so now they can kick a field goal. They'd be up by right. a touchdown with two minutes left. Now, the Jets have nothing to lose this season, so they decided to try to go in because if they get a touchdown, game's over. And I kind of get that, but it was the shittiest play call in the world. So now it's two minutes left. Brady's on the one-yard line. The guy has to go 99 yards. He's got <laughs> no timeouts. It's right. like, it's he like, can't you know, even stop the clock. They should have just tied one hand behind his back. I mean, it was ridiculous. And yet somehow they managed to let him score a touchdown with 16 seconds left. He threw a 50-yard pass. You know, the Jets defender you know, fell down, whatever. And that's game Let over. me ask you something. Really, what is going on with the Jets? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> well, okay. So I do have to tell you this. I know this is hard to believe, right? But aside from the fact that they lost yesterday, because the season's over, they actually looked much better yesterday than they have the last couple of weeks. They've been improving. So I'm not going to hate them. And again, I don't the play call. Like, fuck it. They have nothing to lose. Let's fuck with Tampa Bay. Let's see if we can put them away. Let's fuck with their season. But uh, it was just a shitty, it was a shitty play call. But I do see improvement in the quarterback a lot. Wilson looks a lot better. He had no interceptions in the last two games. His passes look better. So it gives you a little bit like the Giants are going. They're going the nope. other way fast. Yeah. I mean, they are just going backwards fast. Jesus. Well, you Imagine. know, I was going to say that this was an encouraging game for the Jets. Even though they lost, uh, there were moments that they played a, really well. Their yes. defense an, played really sorry. well. Sorry, Robin. I have to disagree. It's an embarrassment to New York. They're an embarrassment <laughs> to the country. Uh, they should really disband that team. I mean, they, this is New York you're talking about. It's uh, uh, the Big Apple, number one. Come on, stop it. They, they, these guys, really, it's an embarrassment. Whoever's running that organization, really, uh, they should they they should have to walk through the streets naked while we ring bells and yell shame. <laughs> well, if I Woody mean, Johnson, uh, the owner of Johnson & Johnson, so maybe he's yeah, spending more time We should make him show his Johnson. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> all right, well, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, I'm all for that. But not for the... Stick to the vaccine, not even the football. <laughs> Just concentrate on that. Uh, anyway, yeah, so... Tom Brady, I, did you see the picture Giselle put out? Um, no. Talk about Tom Brady. Boy, oh boy, that girl's hot. She, um, She's like jumping into a pool or something. What a bod. Boy, she kept it together, and she had a couple of kids. Kept it together? That's her. 
She was born that way. Everybody in her no, family looks that stop way. It. <laughs> stop it. You, you, Go you still look at her admit. mother. Go look at her sister. How many times have you seen people lose that? Beautiful body. Uh, the, the point is that those genes are strong because everybody sort of got that body. It's just like looking no. at Cher and Cher's Stop mother. It. Cher's mother must be a hundred if Cher's as old as she is, and she still looks pretty good. I was watching a video of Giselle rescuing a turtle on the beach because she's in her <laughs> bathing suit. And, you know, Beth says to me, I'm in love with Giselle because look at what she's doing. You know, Beth's into animal rescue. She's rescued many things on the beach. She goes, just watch this heart. She goes, you're going to love her. I'm looking at it like, hmm. Yeah, you don't care about the turtle. No, no, I'm like, hmm, maybe I could beat off to this. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I've never beaten off to a woman and a turtle before, but why not? You only go around once. I was like, will the turtle get in my way? Of my fantasy? Maybe or, it'll slow uh, you down. You know, maybe it'll make you last longer. <laughs> well, when I'm jerking off, I don't really want to be slowed down, Robin. I want to get in and out real quick. I see. I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to soil myself fast and get out. <laughs> but I couldn't believe it. I was like, yeah, this is a great video, hon. I got to tell you. What a dude, great you're woman right. she is. Yes. Mm, she's lovely. Very lovely. Yeah. It was pretty cool because, you know, people are such shits. They, um, you know, they release balloons. The balloons end up in the ocean. This was like some wire and shit was all wrapped around the turtle. Giselle went in there like a fucking doctor and starts, on, you know, unwrapping the <laughs> wire. And, and then she carried the turtle over and ju- ju- dumped him in the water. It was fucking unbelievable. She's strong wow. and very, very lithe. <laughs> I bet you Brady really gives it to her heart after the game. I don't know. He looked tired to me. <laughs> Did he? No, well, he won. That, that man won. Um, that yeah, took but, a lot uh, out of him. Yeah, Sex in the City, Leonardo DiCaprio movie. That's the type of movie they never would have made if there was real movies now. Now it's just all Netflix and people are, you know, so people are like, well, let's they not can put, put too anything much on. Yeah. yeah. You can put yeah. sort of anything on and people will try to watch it. Yeah. Did you watch the new James Bond film? Where can I see that? Uh, you can now rent it on streaming. Nah, I'm going to wait to see it for free. I'm not paying oh, for that. Sorry. You can I made pay all that money for your system and not rent the James Bond movie for 19 bucks. I paid so much <laughs> money for this system. I don't have 19 bucks <laughs> to buy that. Uh, John, go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, uh, you, James Bond is, you don't have to buy it anymore. You can get it for $5. But the movie. Uh, How is that not buying it? We have $5 isn't money? You rent it. <laughs> well, you oh, rent, you rent it. it. No, I want it for it's free, like on one of those streaming services that I pay for every month. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, uh, um, uh, uh, that's not really what I wanted to talk about. I want to talk about Don't Look Up. It's, uh, it's not the greatest movie. Sometimes it seems like it's thrown together, but it's yeah. the subtext of the movie, Howard. Just I get it. Waiting to see how it many so times blows up. Come on. How many times? I mean, point of the movie. In the, no, John, in the first 10 minutes of the movie, we get it. All right. The president's like Trump. No one's paying attention to science. We get it. How, how many times can we get that? It's, 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 a, it's a, a, 20 minutes at best. Stop it. it Can't do it, a whole it, movie at the, the same it, point. It, the whole movie is like they're, they're like hidden 
constant reminders of what is going uh, on. Okay. The, the writing sure. of the writing of it. And uh, are you kidding me? I get the subtext. I don't need it. Two hours and fifteen minutes of subtext. Get out of here! You're a maniac. <laughs> what a loser! You never call my show again. Yeah. How dare you? Oh my God! Don't tell me that's a good movie. Nobody thinks that's a good movie. There's no one on the planet that thinks that's a good movie. It's not good. How dare you? I mean, really, how dare you? How dare you? All right, let me see. So what was I talking about, Oprah? Yeah, I I, I don't want to. I'll do the Oprah audio book because we put a lot of work into that. It's pretty funny to hear imaginary (laughs) Oprah things. But I watch her on Instagram. I go nuts. I go like, man. Every night at Oprah's house is a different chef brought in for the holidays. She never explains who all the people are at her house, who she's serving these elaborate dinner parties. I don't know if, I guess she has them all tested. You know, she claims they do. No one's wearing a mask. They're all in her house. And Gail King's always there. Apparently, I, I don't know how Gail King does her TV show in the morning. I mean, she's at Oprah's it's house funny for every one of these You things. should say that because I noticed that Gail King was not there. For oh. the entire holiday season. She's I, at Oprah. She must have her work schedule around Oprah's schedule. Because well, she is everywhere Oprah is at the appropriate time. I mean, Gail's doing really well now. Does she really have to be that far up Oprah's ass? Yeah. Keep everything going? I mean, wow. So. She, she must, must really be. enjoy her. But Oprah's got this gorgeous house, and she doesn't mind showing it to you. Like, I keep my shit secret. I'm kind of ashamed. You know what I mean? Like, Why I wanna... aren't you ashamed of what you do and what you have? Because I don't I want mean, anyone jealous. I mean, you do jealous. it and have it. That's like, no. you know, the people who should be ashamed aren't, and the people who are ashamed shouldn't be. You know, no. serial killers and uh, child molesters and so forth, you know, are always flaunting their wealth. Yeah, I know. I, Look at that I mean, Jeffrey I'm like Epstein with his planes and his yeah. this and his that. He wasn't ashamed. Does Gail King have like a key to Oprah's house, or does she have to be let in? Uh, I mean, it seems like she almost lives there. It and then- seems to me because I know I just the other thing I saw over the vacation was one of her kids got married, oh. and they got married at Oprah's house. Yeah, everything's with oh, so everything's Oprah centric. Everything's at Oprah's house. Yeah, everything's <laughs> Oprah centric, and it's like they they. And again, with this Weight Watchers, I know Oprah's the head of Weight Watchers, and she does the TV commercial, but it's fucking crazy. So she's there with some chef that you brought in from Haiti, and they're having Haiti a special night. And uh, she interviews the chef, and then and then uh, she goes, "We're having cheddar biscuits." And I told you, it's it's the two biscuits are used as sandwich bread with 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 fried chicken, and then there's two sauces to put on it. And I'm like, this. This is not Weight Watchers, and Oprah's big, and Oprah's wearing a white jogging suit that's super tight, and I'm and it makes me crazy because you. Why did she become the president of Weight Watchers? She's clearly not following it. This is more than a cheat night. This is insane. She's not losing weight, and Gail and Oprah race each other to the table. There's like 17 girls who I think are from Oprah's orphanage or something. That's what I'm guessing. It's a school, Howard. Well, it's a school for orphans, and uh, no, they have parents. No, I think a lot of these girls have been victimized. They their clitoris is removed. Some of them 
but some of them also have parents and they yeah. just get to go to this school and it is a boarding school. I see. Well, the girls are all there and when Oprah announces Cheddar Biscuits, <laughs> Oprah and Gail dive in. Gail's the first one right up to the fucking buffet. Like she doesn't even disguise her excitement. And the two of them, you know, like let the girls she's got eat her excitement. Her. She's got to act that way. Do you really think she enjoys all this stuff, or is that I don't how you know. get to stay with Oprah, acting like you're into everything Oprah's into? You think Gail keeps a clothes at Oprah's house, or does she have like a like does she have a oh, designated closet? She probably has closet? her own place there. Yeah. Yeah. She Maybe have what to Oprah pack when she's going to Oprah. Do you think Oprah doesn't purposely feed the kids all day, and then when they she announced Cheddar Biscuits, they all race up to the table excited? I think they know they better be into the Cheddar Biscuits, too, so they eat light. <laughs> and what the happens day. when these kids go back to this orphanage that Oprah has out in Africa? They'll probably like, what Well, the I'm fuck? sure it's well, you know, they can never go home. This is the I point. I don't know. Yeah. They can never go home. They can go to Oprah's school and Oprah's if, house and then go to an Ivy League university and get themselves some really good jobs because they'll Oprah, never be able to go back to where they came from. If I was one of those girls and I was at Oprah's house eating like that, I'd be like, Oprah, I'm not leaving. I'm staying. What do you mean? You got to go back to the orphanage. No, 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 no. It's not an orphanage. People Bear with go to me. school. Do you, do you call I'm, rich people who put their kids in boarding school going to orphanages? Just play with me. I'm doing a shtick. Uh, I, those kids, those kids can't go back to that orphanage, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, it appears again, I don't have proof, but it looks like Oprah eats first. That's the rule. Like Oprah takes first cheddar and chicken biscuits. And then, well, do um, you remember the movie that we watched with Princess Diana Spencer? Mm -hmm. You don't eat until the queen eats. Right. <laughs> you got to see this. You got to follow Oprah. I'm not, because I'm not going to be driven crazy. By I'm writing a movie now where <laughs> one of the kids from Oprah's orphanage are, you know, invited to come to the, her house in L.A. And uh, they're having cheddar biscuits and everything. And she's all excited. And then she says, this is too fucking good. I'm not going back to Africa. And she <laughs> hides in one of Oprah's 900 rooms. And she actually gets away with it for three years. Um, she's hidden in Oprah's house. And uh, it's a very good movie. Much better than that Leonardo DiCaprio movie on Netflix. Well, the thing with Oprah's movie is that those kids think that that's what's normal. Mm -hmm. Oprah's house. Here, here's from Oprah's Instagram. Every night during holiday season, we eat delicious foods from different countries, and tonight we had Haitian cuisine with Chef Gregory Gordet. How wonderful. Mm. Here, I'll show you. Here's Oprah with her biscuits, and I'm telling you, it's a whole scene over there, and I'm, I watch every minute of it. I Guess can't even believe today. the TV you watch. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is Instagram. Guess what we're having today? What? We're having the cheddar biscuits. The cheddar biscuits with the chicken. Yeah. Cheddar biscuits with the chicken. Chef Kenny, where is it? Does that sound like the president of Weight Watchers to you? <laughs> That oh doesn't look gosh. like a commercial. <laughs> Wait, right, that's right. what we're having today. At this point in the video, Gail is racing to that table. Looks like she's going to crash through the whole table. <laughs> is it cheddar like, if I don't get there first, the I'll never chicken. get it. <laughs> Chef Kenny, where is it? Oh my gosh. Look at this. We've had dreams about it.
And now it's a reality. Oprah's, Oprah's hovering over the table in her uh, jogging outfit. And Chef Kenny now has to give a whole explanation of the cheddar biscuits that you have to sit through. While Oprah, you know, it's like, Oprah, we just want to eat our cheddar biscuits, okay? You worked us up into a lather. Yeah, it doesn't need a lot of explanation. You did it. It's a biscuit with a chicken in it. <laughs> well, Gail's looking at this thing like, shut up, Oprah. Shut up, Chef Kenny. I just want to eat my cheddar biscuits. <laughs> I haven't eaten in 15 minutes. <laughs> with its own hot sauce and... Is that honey? Yeah, so here's the orange blossom honey. That's the epi hot sauce. There's some that are already tossed in a combination of the sauce. Yeah. And there's some that are plain. Mm-hmm. Um, Ladies and gentlemen. This is the hot crispy fish sandwich, oh, yeah. too. Yeah. Right. I'm excited about that. Oh, yeah. That's Gail. Gail, Gail spotted the hot, the hot crispy fish sandwich. Fish sandwich, and she, yes. And she goes, I'm excited about that. Two. I'm excited yeah. about the chicken, but I'm excited about the fish, too. Oprah and Gail look like they're really excited about this food. <laughs> <laughs> and as an Oprah fan, I'm thrilled to take the journey with her to the biscuits and and, and the fish. Gail goes, yeah, uh, there's a hot fish sandwich. I'm very excited about that, too. Maybe someone over there ought to get excited about doing a little exercise. Everyone's eating. A, I mean, I don't know. That ain't on Weight Watchers. Two sauces. It, don't you think that the... Cheddar biscuits combined with the fried chicken on a big sandwich are have are filled with taste thrills that you don't need to put sauce on it. And well, on. Howard, you didn't hear honey. Honey. <laughs> I mean, and what's the more calories? Yeah, there's two sauces. <laughs> what is going on over there, President of the Weight Watchers? By the way, these sandwiches are a hundred thousand points. Uh, Oprah, how many points are we allowed today? Fifteen. <laughs> These are enough points for the year. Don't eat again. These kid, the kids are all in good shape. You can tell, like they are, they're not eating that shit every day. But, uh, no, I Oprah. think they exercise at that orphanage. <laughs> you ever been to a buffet and there's always a couple of people who kind of hover around the buffet, like like they're oh. almost trying to like push you out of the way. That's Oprah and Gail. I'm telling you. These poor kids, I don't think they got They're lucky it. to get a cheddar biscuit. <laughs> when this guy's chef, whatever his name is, Kenny, when he's describing the sauces, Oprah's, her head's practically in the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> and that. Okay. All right. Not to mention. And may we say a blessed new year to all. A blessed new year to one and all. You're damn right. What happened? Did Oprah eat? Uh, uh, is this after the meal? The, uh, no, no, that's the blessing before the meal. And well, that's kind of a you know low energy blessing. But I mean, if you're the president of Weight Watchers, first of all, you should lose some weight. Second of all, you can't be. Why do you that. have all these rules? Oprah doesn't care about you. I have rules. rules. I don't know why I have all these rules, but I really think I'm right. John Hine eats healthier than Oprah, and he's at fast food every day. <laughs> Hit him with the He'd like to get in on that cheddar biscuit action, I'll bet. Mm, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I gave it to John Hine. I talked to him over vacation, and I said, John, yeah. this Omicron is everywhere. You better be being careful. 
Is he being um, careful? Because he's he's a diabetic and he's got an underlying condition. Right, but is he being careful? He says he is. Everyone says they're being careful. Then you see them, they're all running around without masks. I mean, I don't know that he is, but I have friends who will tell me they're being careful. Next thing I know, I've seen party uh, their, their their party on Instagram and they're like they're or they're in the Bahamas or you know, you know what I mean? Like I'm like they're on right, planes. Right. I'm sitting here hiding. I go, I don't know what reality I'm in. Uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I've given up. I'm afraid of this shit. I don't want. Yeah, I told you I was about to go out and then Omicron came and I just said, well, I guess I'm back in. (laughs) There's some guy on Sirius. Who's that guy on Sirius? He has a radio show and he said he he got Omicron and he had a 104 fever. It sounded horrible. I don't want that. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Who's this? Some dude. I never heard of him, but he's evidently a TV star. And uh, here, this guy's name is uh, Jeff Lewis. You ever heard of him? No. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I went to a party. And I got Omicron, but it was worth it. It was a good party. You know, was I it? Like, uh, that yeah, good that you didn't mind, you didn't mind getting sick from it. No. As you remember, uh, last Tuesday, excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry. Oof, have last a sip of water. Uh, last Tuesday. We had a Chumpness super spreader party at Leah Black's, which I don't regret, by the way. That was an epic party. It was so worth almost dying for. (laughs) Um, But I'm so glad I spent all that money to have a nurse at the party to test us all before we went in. So the third, third of us got COVID anyway. And Jeff said things didn't turn around for him until doctors came to his house to give him those monoclonal antibody treatments. So just make sure you're rich enough that you can afford to. Right. You can afford a doctor to come to your house. You don't even have to go to them. Yeah. Listen to him. Well, first of all, Christmas Eve, I tested negative. Mm -hmm. So I went to my family's Christmas Eve dinner. I did wear a mask and I, I stayed distanced. Then I started feeling sick at dinner. I went home early. Uh, by the next day, I was in pretty bad shape. Um, my fever went up to 103.8. Then um, I was able to get it down to like 102. Then it soared to 104.5. Wow. Oh, my God. Which is insane. Mm, that's really high. Scotty took a bowl of ice water and was putting washcloths on my body to try to bring the temperature down. Now, there was no sweat whatsoever. I was just radiating heat. And I was a little bit delirious, and I told him, I said, I I think you're going to wake up tomorrow, and I'm going to be dead. Mm. Well, I tell you. Yeah, I guess that was some party. He doesn't mind almost dying for it. And you see how he said, um, I took a test and I was negative? That's those home tests, I'm telling you. Um, I have a friend. I know everybody makes themselves feel better by taking yeah. those stupid tests and then they go in and, and get sick and make other people sick. I have a friend who's in nursing, does all the testing. They say, you might as well just flip coin with those home tests are bullshit. There's so many false negatives, um, that, you know, and now if you go and get a legit test with the swab up your nose, they used to be able to give you an answer in a day. Now it's like two days minimum because they, two, three, the four, five days. I've heard as many yeah. as five days. By then, you could have affect, infected everybody you know. It's crazy. It's crazy. Negative. They said it's all kind of false negative. So I don't know what to believe. I'm still locked up in the house. 
I, I was counting. I think it's already a year and nine months I'm in the house. Well, I've been it's, in the uh, same amount of time you have. Yeah. In yeah. fact, you've been out more than me. <laughs> I have, actually. I have been out a few times for various reasons, all of them worthwhile. Really? You were glad yeah. you did it? Meanwhile, that's why Andy Cohn got COVID again. He's the guy who goes, oh, Howard, when are you coming back to Sirius? When are you coming back? And I'm like, never. Not until this thing is over. And he's already got COVID twice. Yeah, a lot of people are on mm. their second bout and, and proud of it, apparently. Hmm. I don't know. Not for me. And everybody who I've heard say they got it, they got it either at work that they couldn't avoid, but I don't know whether they were masked or whatever. I know the person I know who got it at work had double vaccination and a booster, right. but he still got it. And then uh, the others were all at parties. So you want to hear Oprah's, uh, this this was a lot of work, so we might as well use it. I need to spend the whole show. What is Oprah talking about? Um, you know, this would be something fucking stupid, but. <laughs> we asked Oprah audiobook her plans for the holiday season before we left. She had a lot in store. Here, Oprah likes to pull a prank dressed as Santa Claus. This was so much work. I hope it pays off. I hope you find this funny because to chop up Oprah's audiobook is a real pain in the ass. You know? All right, so here's Oprah. She likes to pull a prank dressed as Santa Claus. Ho, ho, ho. Good morning. Merry Christmas, Howard and Robin. This holiday season, I will be visiting a lot of homes in my wealthy neighborhood dressed as good old St. Nick. I'm going to climb up on top of their chimneys and shoot a stream of spicy hot diarrhea out of my tush down into their fireplace like a great fireball. Woo! <laughs> then I'm going to yell, soups on motherfuckers. After that, I will disappear into the shadows forever. Yeah, it's worth it. It's I would if I were you disappear into the shadows forever after that. What's she going to do? Shoot diarrhea out of her ass dressed as Clint? Yeah, like a hot steaming ball of something. What did she say? Mm. Fireball. A fireball. <laughs> I think this occurred the morning after those cheddar biscuits. Uh, pretty sure. Oh, so she was she was tanking up for this. Mm-hmm. In this clip, Oprah is very charitable, but she's obnoxious about it. I love to give back to the less fortunate, which for me is everybody on this earth. <laughs> I am richer than all of you pathetic assholes. So this Christmas, I want to go to a mall and throw a few thousand dollars on the floor. I love to watch the poor people fight for it. It's absolutely the best time. My entire life is a miracle. I am a god. Wow. Wow. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, real Oprah might steal that idea. Like, go to the mall and just throw money on the floor. Well, did you hear scramble. about the school teachers who had to do that? They needed supplies for their students. Oh. And some organization in the school decided they would have the teachers, they would put a bunch of money out and then let the teachers out all at once. And the teachers would have to fight each other and scramble around to pick up the dollar bills. 
Oh, that's so that cool. They could buy supplies for their students, like Squid Games, or like yeah. when uh, like when Trump threw the towels to the people of Puerto Rico. That's right. Yeah, yeah they yeah. did that he with scrambled. the teachers, and then later, somebody said that was very humiliating for the teachers, and the kids said, "Oh, we never thought of that." Mm. <laughs> We were too busy thinking about all those cool school supplies we were going to get. <laughs> um, here in this clip, Oprah is very excited about a big Christmas meal. All right. For Christmas dinner, I will be eating an all-out feast of seven turkeys, three geese, four suckling pigs, nine skinless chickens, 25 bottles of sassicaya, a Tuscan red wine, a bowl <laughs> of pasta, fagioli, and collard greens, tomatoes, crowded peas, and butter beans, artichokes, spinach, squash, green beans, corn, along with basketfuls of fresh herbs, onions, and garlic. <laughs> Add some cornbread, and I'm clicking my heels. Shortly afterward, I'll pull out 10 pounds of chocolate and a little tiramisu. Yep, some good eating. The next day, my gigantic Yule log, made from pounds of poop, will be... Fantastic. Stedman and I will burn it in the fireplace and enjoy the flavor and stinky smell of our Christmas feces. <laughs> wow. Wow. Now, that must have been the easiest for them to put together. It seemed mm. to flow because they had no problem finding Oprah talking about different kinds of food. Right. <laughs> By the way, there all of that food. Of that. All of that food is not just for Oprah. It's also for the orphan girls who stay at the house. <laughs> By the way, you never said Stedman, Stedman wasn't at the party with I think her I Gail? I think I might have spotted him, like, kind of standing back, which he does. Like, he kind of yeah. stays out of the way. But I think I might have seen him. Okay. Yeah, in the crowd. Hmm. And there was quite a gathering there. You want more Oprah audiobook, or you had enough? Well, is there anything else about her holiday that we should know? All right. Well, in this clip, Oprah is obsessed with moving her bowels. <laughs> she wanted to incorporate shitting into her New Year's Eve plans as well. Oh. There we go. This year, I'm starting a new tradition for New Year's. I'm going to sit on my golden toilet at 11.58 p.m. and start pushing out one of my trademark huge ships. It will hit the water at exactly midnight. I've hired Ryan Seacrest to stand next to me and count down my massive shit drop and then sprinkle confetti on the duty. Get ready for the big show. Wow, that's a good one. I'm glad I played that. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody celebrates like Oprah. Mm. I like that she hired Ryan Seacrest to come to her house on New Year's Eve to uh, to count down her shit going into the toilet. How much do you think that costs? How much does Ryan charge? I don't know what that would cost, but I, I can tell you what it costs to put these clips to get together. It's <laughs> hundreds of hours in the editing studio. Because <laughs> we think we're so fucking clever chopping up Oprah. I'll give you another one. I mean, come on. we did, We put a lot of work into this. Everyone was excited for Oprah's holiday gifts. She calls it, of course, her favorite things. Here she gives us a sneak peek of one of her selections of her favorite right. things, Robin. Okay. I have an exciting addition to my list of favorite things. My own line of double-headed black dildos. I threw them to my staff like this. You don't get a cock. You don't get a cock. 
Everybody gets a cock. Yes. And don't worry, Robin Quivers and Ronnie Mund. I'm sending dildos to you, too, so you can fill your asses up. Merry mm. Christmas, lovers. Wow. Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, this was a lot of work. Three of the people on our staff missed Christmas putting this together. That's how long <laughs> they it took. They were working day and yeah. night. Yeah, no one, no one, no one on our staff had a Christmas. <laughs> I cracked the whip. I said, "I You're want like that Oprah." Rouge. You get yeah. back in there and cut up some more Oprah. You bet. You guys get to work. Yeah, I put my foot down. All right. Finally, Oprah said goodbye with a short song. Hmm. I don't remember. I've this never one. heard her sing. I don't think. Before I depart. I'd love to sing my favorite spiritual for you, Howard. <clears throat> oh. I surrender all. Oh, excuse me. I surrender all. Mercy. <laughs> all to thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender all. That smells so awful. But anyway, Merry Christmas and goodbye. <laughs> that shit's hard to put together. Don't kid yourself. I want to congratulate the staff. Yeah, nobody else does it. <laughs> yeah, no one else is doing this bit. We uh, originated it. I'm telling you, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears go into altering these audiobooks. As a belated Christmas bonus, here's a rare glimpse behind the scenes of how we do it. First, we start with like an innocent word like jingle, okay? Jingle. Okay. Jingle. And then we add racism to that. Racism. And then you get jism. Jism. See? Wow. A, it's yeah. like building a word. Uh, that's right. Jism. Oprah, say jism. Jism. Right. <laughs> That's jingle and racism combined. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of I mean, it really is a lot of work. That's, that's why I always ask you. I mean, I think the payoff is worth it. And this is why I don't hire guys from Harvard. They, they can't come <laughs> up with this kind of gold. This is a full sale graduates came up with this. And one guy from a rock band. Or non-graduates, yes. People yeah. who didn't even finish high school. I really, yeah. I realize most of our staff did not even finish college or get into college. Much <laughs> less another. Harvard. I'll, show, I'll pull the curtain back a little further. Here we start with uh, pushing. Pushing? From the, yeah, from the phrase pushing my cart. Listen. Pushing my cart. Okay, then we add fantasy. Fantasy. What do you think we get? Pushing? Pushing? And fantasy. and fantasy. Pushing and fantasy. What do you get? See? I don't know. What do you get? You get pussy. <laughs> pussy. I would pussy. never have guessed that. Yeah. Yeah. It's very difficult work. Who, and my staff... who figured that out? Yeah. What genius. <laughs> And, you know, we tested our staff, and 
they're at a third grade reading level, so it's not easy. <laughs> we don't have any Harvard guys. This is they're doing a lot with their mm-hmm. limitations. All right, here. What do you get when you combine the word feast? Feast. And the word please. Please. Now that's feces. I can figure that out. Feces. <laughs> Very <laughs> nicely done. Yeah. Good for you, Robin. You might have a skill we didn't even know about. Feces. Um, Oprah, what did uh, Thanksgiving dinner taste like last year? Feces. <laughs> mm, okay. Talk about innovation coming out of one show. Uh, Teddy, what's happening to you here in New York? Yes, Teddy. Hey, now. Hey, now, Teddy. Uh, uh, hey, now, Robin. Hey Happy now. New Year, everybody. Uh, hey, now. Hey, now. Speaking of Omicron, I'd uh, love to get your advice. My girlfriend and I, we've been uh, really careful with, uh, with uh, you know, staying away from this virus. For a year and a half, we're both teachers. Christmas, Christmas time, we did the whole deal, uh, you know, boosted, tested, at home, rapid, PCR, brought them to uh, my girlfriend's family, came back from Christmas, a couple days later, she starts feeling sick. Well, it turns out not everybody in the family was being totally honest with us, probably had tested positive for, uh, for covid and didn't tell us let me tell you something first of all yeah the phrase we're being really careful is always what i hear from people who i know are not being careful because i see them on instagram and what they're doing they're going they're going all over the place when someone tells you they're being really careful if you do some inquiries you will find out they are not careful like like my daughter went over to visit my daughter went over to visit my mother right first thing my mother says to my daughter um, what's with that mask? Take off the mask. I can't hear you. You know, right? And I go, Mom, that's how you get COVID. You can't. She's the very I, person who shouldn't be saying, take off your mask. And you know what my mother said? She goes, I never said that to her. I go, Mom, you did. She goes, I did. I mean, I'm like, yes. So when you, she goes, I can't get COVID. I'm being careful. I go, no, you're not. Everyone thinks they're being careful. You know who's being careful? Me. No. Me. You're not you even too. as careful as me. Yeah, right. I'm loose compared to Robin. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the U.S. is averaging well, more than three. Not- and by the way, what you say, Teddy, is true. And fuck these family members yeah, these who lie. liars who won't yeah. tell you stuff. I know a bunch of people who flew and they had COVID. I know it for a fact. I mean, I don't know it for a fact, but I have suspicions. So the That's all I'm telling people you. Are, oh, yes, I'm being very careful. I always wear a mask. They're lying. No, and then they lying. go to these parties and they make people sick. Fucking Ronnie's going around like uh, he ain't in his 70s and uh, there's no Omicron. This fucking guy, <laughs> I get reports on him, but I don't say anything. Look, I'm not his father. Look, he's got to live his life, right? Yeah. That's what people say. They go, I got to live my life. I was yelling at someone over the holiday. They're planning a big trip. I go, what are you doing? It's, it's out of control. I got to live my life. There's a person with underlying conditions, okay? Uh-huh. I go, do me a favor. When you get the Omicron, don't fucking call me. I know you're going to look to me 
to help you out. I'm not helping you. I'm telling you right now, you go fuck yourself. I'll come you to your funeral. You can't deny someone help, Howard. Uh, I'm not helping him. I told him, do you, you want my help? Stay home. Howard, you know, almost if a million people have died. He's hardly nope. able to breathe. You're going to break. No, nope. give him something. Take Same care. Same with Ronnie. Ronnie, goodbye. I'm saying goodbye to you now, pal. <laughs> Don't call me. If you call me, I'm hanging Stop up the it. phone. You fuck. I'm telling you, that's what these people do. They go, hey, Howard, can you help me? No, I can't help you. I, what am I, Mashiach? Good Lord. They Ronnie can't had... help themselves, Ron, uh, uh, Howard. They can't. They they have to see people. They have to be at parties. Did you did you call Ronnie over the break? Because he, he said, I did. Uh, oh, you did. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was very uh, funny too because it was um, New Year's Eve. Oh, nice. <laughs> I called him on the phone, and he picked up the phone, and he just laughed for about a minute. <laughs> huh. Oh, my God. <laughs> Beth and I had a bad New Year's Eve. What? She she said to me, are you going to are you gonna do some of the calls to your fans? Go on Twitter, get their numbers, and call your fans. I said, you know, I'm not feeling it. Well, I think she was looking forward to it. And oh. I was like, I'm not doing it. I don't feel it. I don't feel like calling anybody. I'm sorry. I, be, I just was in a pissy mood. And uh -huh. I didn't realize it was important to her. And I totally fucked up. And then she was pissed at me. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't good. So you never did it, and she didn't tell you no. she really wanted to. Yeah. Like, she, if she had just said to me, this is really important to me, honey, boom, I would have been. I didn't know. I didn't yeah. read the signal. I don't read people really well. I'm not good with interpersonal dynamics. I'll be honest. You know, I'm pretty <laughs> don't near. Don't expect him to pick up on hints. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty near be perfect. Be straightforward. <laughs> right. Yeah, just tell me what you want and I'll do it. I'm pretty near perfect. But in this area, I fall down a lot. You know, I'm like the perfect guy, as Robin knows. But <laughs> yeah, that that was my beef. I was like, "Honey, why didn't you just tell me it was no?" You know, she didn't tell me. I was supposed to understand. Well, she certainly was like not wanting to force you into something that you didn't want to do, but was disappointed. So then. I went up to my room, like my, my, my office pouting. And then I realized, oh, this is horrible. So I run downstairs to her. Let's make some calls. I'm in, I'm ready now. And she goes, no, not oh. now. And <laughs> now she now wasn't. I don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. I just wasn't, I wasn't looking forward to talking to pocket on New Year's Eve. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's the one that always answers. <laughs> yeah. Hi, it's pocket. Hey, pocket. <laughs> You know, I like to do it. It's a fun, spontaneous thing, but I just wasn't feeling it New Year's Eve. Yeah, I and wondered I, if you were doing that. I expected eh, to hear about that today. I know. I fucked up. Where's Beth? I wish she'd come here. She she could tell you how mad she was. Is she, is she talking to you again now? <laughs> yeah, now she is because I made it up to her. We did a lot. I did a lot of fucking stuff I don't like doing. Got, <laughs> like, the, I made the beds. I was, I was, I was like... <laughs> You a little like, bit. <laughs> yeah. And then she realized I'm a good guy. I just, you know, and I apologized. I said, honey, I'm so sorry. I, you know, I fucked up. That's what you got to do. I've learned that. You don't keep fighting. Yes. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like don't, feel... don't try to be right. Just fix it. Let me see if she'll come down. It'll, it'll be great. Let me see. Sometimes she's not in the mood. Should I call her or text her? I hate texting. 
I hate texting. I know. I don't know what it is about you and texting, but yeah, you hate it. Honey, I'm on the air. Why don't you do that thing where you're talking to it? Yeah, you know, I don't like that either. <laughs> I don't like anything. Honey, come on the air. And then she's going to go, why? And then I'll go, please, please. It says delivered, but she hasn't read it yet. Mm. Maybe she'll come downstairs. She was so mad at me. You would have thought I sent her a box of Allegiance, the box set. <laughs> the box set? Yeah, the whole box set with the cloth in it. <clears throat> What's George thinking? I mean, nobody went to see Allegiance. Why would people Look, buy a box set? Look, you know what I'm set? thinking? That one of these days, a hundred years from now, George won't even be able to see this. But he has made such a complete record of what it took to put Allegiance on mm. that... High schools will be doing allegiance as their high school play. Uh, I don't. A hundred so. years from now. Good luck. Because it's the only oh. one that has a complete record. It shows you everything, and it has the lyrics, and it has, you know, ev you know. Sometimes they can't even find the scripts for some of these plays they'd like to do, and George has put it all together for them. I I know you're dripping with sarcasm. I hope. <laughs> I mean. I You'll be saying, the, the high school is doing allegiance this year. <laughs> so you think your prediction is 100 years from now, George will be boring high schools with that play, <laughs> allegiance. Right. And parents will have to go sit through it because their little babies are in it. Well, Beth has read the message, honey, come on the air, but. No answer? Know. No answer. Maybe she's just on her way. Hmm. I think next year Gary could send me Diana, the musical box set. I would like to hear that, <laughs> actually. I'd like to see that. <clears throat> I think I'm going to edit out my rant against Gary on the air. Um, that I have Well, to you know, maybe you... Uh, I don't even know, because the end, you know, it justifies the ending, you know, when oh, here's you're apologizing. First of all, you were right. Number one, honey, this is Beth, everyone, my wife. Um, Good you were right. Introducing me. Yeah, you were right. I shouldn't have yelled at Gary about the Allegiance box set because I, I called Hi, him. Hi, Robin. Happy New Year. Good morning. Happy New Year to you. Now I'm feeling horrible because I was really mean. And Gary was like almost in tears and it was you horrible. You were awful. I was awful. Awful. And I was. I was, I was really. I, I you mean, listened? Did no, you? Oh. I'm talking about. Before when, when he was oh, before he ever talk talked about to Gary. It? Yeah. He was he was so ungrateful, so rude. I've never heard I've I was so couldn't even believe that that was my husband speaking and I went like on, that. And then I went on the air against your advice and I started yelling at Gary about the allegiance box. He said he was thoughtful and sent you a birthday gift and you were you should have seen the steam coming out of your ears and your nose when I walked in your office <laughs> because when you just opened that gift. You know what it was? It's just, it, it took up all my time and I, I was busy and I was like, you why? You told is... me to get rid of it. Yeah. That's what I did. You got rid of it. Yeah. Well, now I want oh, it. Oh, now he wants it back. I don't want it. <laughs> the re I, I, first of all. I'm so mad at you right now. I don't want it. I didn't want it. I wasn't looking for jokes from Gary. You know what I mean? I really wasn't. 
But I, I overreacted. Uh, I should have just been a little more gracious. I once got a horrible gift, and Howard hid it in the house because I didn't have the heart to um, throw it away, and I found it. She found it. <laughs> I was so mad. Well, so, he usually tells me when he doesn't like a gift, but it's months later, and he'll say, oh, I gave that to somebody. You know? Well, like, well oh, part, part, part two of the story, I'm not going to mention names, but you were speaking to a friend of ours who had received a gift, and you were appalled that that person was complaining about a gift that somebody close to them sent to them and didn't right. like it. But you were and all... I said, time out, take two steps back <laughs> and think about what you did this morning. You are so And wrong. you did not even think that it even correlated at all. It didn't. Gary sent, no, Gary sent me a goof gift. The person you're referring to received a gift of food, beautiful foods, and was not grateful. And they they don't eat that type of food. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. And that's, they were complaining. that's a thoughtful gift. Gary's gift was not thoughtful, just way it worked for me. Oh my God, you are a piece of work. Robin, <laughs> he is a piece Look, of work. He was so uh, bad this morning, Beth. I oh, then poor said, Gary. Look, Howard, you're gonna regret what you're saying later today. You better stop now. What did I do. You say? I'm gonna edit it out. Gary, I apologize. Gary. I was out of line. No, but, but I do want to say one thing, Howard. Like, thank you. It was in 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 some just forgive me. A, forgive me. No, no. In some respects, it was a goof gift. But what happened on the air this morning was what I had hoped would happen. Not the yelling part. The part where oh, sorry. The part where Gary, you, say you're sorry to me for getting me upset. Um, I'm sorry that, I, that you forced me to say horrible things about you this morning. Apologize. I had hoped that the part where we talked about what was in the box that goofed on how ridiculous it is. That's what I was hoping to provide some content. Do you want me to edit out the front of the show today? I, I'm willing to do that because no. I called you horrible names. Should I no. listen and decide, Gary? No, Beth, don't listen. Honey, I don't called listen, him a cunt. I, Not only I, that. Oh, Beth, he was really horrible. He was very uh, personal. Yeah, I said Gary really can't bad. get a job at the post office. It was terrible. Yeah. No, the part that, you want to know the part that really stung? Right. <laughs> you know the part What's that stung? Where you, know, you know for a fact that I don't work at all. And that I live in a fucking mansion. And no, I, I didn't say that. You shouldn't even fucking do Yes, you did. Oh, no, you know what God. I said? I said, I know you don't put in an eight-hour day. I didn't say okay. you don't work. Oh, sorry. Am okay. I right or am I wrong? Do so you now think you're Gary, insulting him again. Do you think Gary... <laughs> wait a second. Do you think he Gary... He <laughs> Do you think Gary works as hard sitting at home that he does in the office? No. I mean, I'm not going to speak for Gary, but I know... Like a, a really good friend of mine is now working from home and she's like, oh, should I give myself a pedicure first or should I right. do my notes from today's meeting? You know? Right. So Gary, be honest. I'm not out of line with that. I think everyone on staff is not working as hard as if when they're in the office. Am I correct? I or feel right? anybody working Yeah, but that's from not what you said this morning. Not. Well, that's what I meant. <laughs> you said, Gary, no, you sing, apologize you for me, me for not understanding what I was saying. No, you singled <laughs> me out this morning because you wouldn't say that. You didn't say that about anybody else. And you did Gary, say, oh, well. That the I'm second not, I, you saw the mm, box, it annoyed you. It did. Remember, I saw the box and it was from Gary, and I go, "What is this?" Yeah, yeah. I was annoyed right and away. I was like, "Shame on you! It's your Gary. birthday coming up." Oh, oh I'm a horrible person. You are I? a piece Am of I, work. Why do you love me? I, I, when times like that, I question myself. You that do? was horrible. <laughs> that was absolutely appalling behavior. I'm going to change. I'm going to change. 2022 is your 2022. year. 2022. <laughs> you, you were Who are you going to be in 2022? You Look, know what, what Beth? What did I do? Beth says to me on New Year's Eve, I have a feeling it's going to be a horrible year. Horrible things are going to happen. 2022. Yeah. What? I yeah. feel it. She has a feeling. Mark my words. I said oh, don't it say to you that. first. Yeah. I have a really doom and gloom feeling about this year. And I was sharing my thoughts. Man. Ugh. What do you think of that? 
Wow. I don't like that. I anyway, know. I was saying to Robin. Well, Gary, I apologize. I'm, Can I just I'm, Gary, I'm sorry. Debbie, you know what? You know what kills me about this? Gary's now ruining my marriage. I get a gift from Gary. It pisses me off, and now my wife's really doubting her love for me. I mean, thanks to I'm just you. Say, She's questioning I'm say to everything. Beth, please, just let me say yeah, something to Beth. Thanks a lot, Gary. I, I, Beth, I, I've always appreciated you, but I've never appreciated you more than today, hearing that you, because if you weren't here, I oh, mean, yeah. I might be fired. Dude, she she calmed me down. I was mad at Beth because she was calming me down. I go, this is going to be great radio when I fire Gary on the air for sending me a gift. He must have felt bad. Do you know I, what? Do you know the moment that I knew that you felt bad? What? Because I said, um, "Will you come in the room and um, see one of my adult fosters with me?" And he was so loving and sat on the bed with her. He was kissing her, letting her on his That's lap. That's not when. And I was like, "I know I'll what he's honest. doing." He knew that he was in the doghouse earlier. No, so cuddly. it wasn't about Gary. I fucked up New Year's Eve. I'm going to be. Honest. You I did. You want to tell that story? I'll tell it. All right. Beth says to me. We had our dinner. We had dinner together. She goes, wouldn't it be fun if we now call some of your fans and wish them a Merry Christmas, you know, or That's Happy New Year? It's not out of the blue. It's something we've been doing, doing every for year. probably six years now. I'm going to tell you where you screwed up, though, too. I'm, I'm going to accept responsibility, but you I messed like that up. I, I'll tell you, you where you messed up. You can never just take, take no, it and I, without I, turning it. Right. I want to turn it a little oh, bit. A little bit. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to say to you. Sweating. I think I'm going through menopause. I swear to God. Honey, you're too hot to go through Sweating. menopause. Stop I'm it. turning 50. I know. Isn't but that the year? You look like you're 20. Oh, what did you. Betty White say? She said something like, they offered it to me and I turned it down. Oh. Yeah. Turn down. Uh, turn it down. Turn down <laughs> menopause. I don't want you going through menopause. <laughs> so here's what happened New Year's Eve. I'm going to give the blow by blow. Mad at you about that, too. I know. Yeah. All right, but I'm going to tell you why you, you shouldn't be mad. You're having a great week. <laughs> no, I'm going to tell you why you shouldn't be mad, okay? I have a good thesis on this. I'm really Did anybody about get it. called on New Year's? No. No. Okay. Tell All them right. why. I'm going to tell Let me tell them. Okay. All right. So, uh, you know who's going to have the best 2022? My therapist. They better back up the Brinks truck because I'm going nuts. Yeah, you, you can't leave. Right. <laughs> Not this year. My God. So, here's what happened, and this caught me by surprise. And I admit, I am really bad at interpersonal relationships. I'm fucked up. I know that. And I don't read signals. So, New Year's Eve comes. Beth says to me, I think it'd be fun if we called some of the fans. That's where I get on Twitter. I get some phone numbers and I call people at home. I said, you know what, honey? I'm not feeling it. I don't want to do it. I'm just not feeling it. I don't feel like calling anybody. And then we sat down on the couch with the cats and we were hanging out and you were sitting in front of the fireplace and you said to and then you came over to me and you said, honey, I think we should call some of the fans. And I said, I'm ah, just not feeling it, hon. And you, you then you weren't like, hon, I'm just not feeling it. Right. No, I don't want to. Yeah, no, I don't want to. That That's was, what I said. Okay. That's right. I don't I'm want just to. Like the, irritating. The he was irritated. Yeah, completely Cause, irritated. Cause, because <laughs> my psychiatrist told me, if you don't feel like doing something, be honest with yourself. Don't do it. No, I don't want to. Right. That I don't want it. to. That was it. No, I don't want to. So not no, I don't want to. I don't want to. Right. I'm not in the mood. Af accurate. Okay. That's true. I said it like that, okay. and and honest to God, I did not think it was a big deal. All of a sudden, your mood changed, and you were not talking to me, and you were like, you know what? I'm bored. You're and you're never bored. Once you said that, I go, oh, oh I'm in the doghouse. I put that together. <laughs> that signal I read. That oh. signal you read. I, that when someone tells me they're bored, it means like they're bored with me, and I'm Mr. <laughs> Excitement. 
So I, I said, started my kitten rounds. And she gets up and oh. she's done with me. And I went, so I went upstairs and I'm sitting in my office. I'm going, what the fuck just happened? It's New Year's Eve. I'm alone. I should be banging this woman. I shouldn't be fighting with her. We should. We didn't even bang. So I'm sitting there and I, wasn't I go. wasn't going to bang you after that. No, I know. That would have been horrible. I like that behavior. No, I don't even think you and would And now be... what was my behavior? Apparently you're, I'm uh, in the doghouse. I'm going to tell you what your behavior was. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. Well, wait a minute, Howard. Now, so, when you were saying this before, you didn't give us the nuance of your snapping and I didn't behavior. snap. I just said, I don't feel like calling anybody. Did and I thought the, that was they good. come off to you like that, Beth? Yeah. No. And when I, no, I, well, no, that's how I said it. I know what I said. And I, I you said did it say like, that, but not, no. Yeah, I know. Was, no, I, no, I was like, no, I don't want to call. Yeah, I don't like want to forget that. That's why I said I, I don't want to. I don't want to. I did not realize that that, like, I didn't realize how important it was to you. So when I said that, I was like, who cares if we call people or not? I'm just not up to it. I don't, I don't feel think like it. it was me. I was thinking about the disappointment of people because we bring such joy when your fans hear you call yeah, them. Yeah, and I don't care and about that. And that makes me feel so good. <laughs> yeah, that does I didn't nothing feel for like him, it. Beth. Yeah, that did nothing for me. So I didn't know it meant something to you. I, you, it you made, would... I loved, uh, it made me feel like you were doing something so special for these people that love you. And they ha it's just so, so beautiful. I didn't understand that at all. It doesn't even compute to me that, oh, we're doing this to make people feel good. That's how warped out I am. So I don't you know You always this. felt good after we did. This is yes, years of but our, I tra forget. our tradition. I'm someone who ruins everything. So I don't put that together in my head. So I went up to my office and I went, oh my God, I just realized something. Beth really wants to do this, and I should have gone along with it. I didn't know. So I ran downstairs, and I'm going, Beth, Beth. She heard me, and she wouldn't answer. Now, that really was wild. I was down in the You heard room. me yelling, Beth. I was in the foster I'll, admit, room. Admit it was one very thing. far away from where you were. But did you hear me yelling, Not the Beth. first time. I'm sure did you, you hear that it? was the first time that uh, I didn't okay. hear it. All right. All right. You heard me, and you were not answering. I walked downstairs. I go, honey, I apologize. I made a mistake. Let's go call. I'm in my pajamas now. Now I'm not making phone calls to the fan. I was bent over cleaning poop out of litter boxes in so, my sweatpants. So what? Sweaty. I'm not going to go back up to the... I change well, out of my beautiful dress I apologize, into my kitten clothes. But I apologized and said I was wrong. I didn't yeah, read I the signal. In the middle of what I was doing, I wasn't going to then now go back up to the fire what? and sit on so the couch at, when I was full of... I, no. I, but I said to you, honey... It like missed opportunity. I said, eh. uh... Eh, eh. Now, I'll tell you where you made a mistake. Now I'll explain oh, to you. Here's where you made a mistake. 2022 is off to a great start. Right, right. Honey, that's the new Howard. Honey, why didn't you say to me when we were sitting on the couch, my love, I'm telling you that this is something important to me. But why do I have to read signals? I thought why you can't were you like Scrooge. It wasn't no. important to me. It was the idea of this is what we do. But you should have said to me, honey, I'm getting upset. This is something important to me. I would have snapped too. I don't read signals well. I don't believe. Why does she it's have to get truth. upset? I, I, well, well, why couldn't she just say to me, "This is really important, and we need to do this." Well, I, uh, you I'm, know, who can tell? See, the, the, am I right? The, the, no. the, you're wrong. It may be wrong. Apologize to me. Apologize <laughs> a little bit. No, you should have told me your needs. You should have told me your needs. Please tell me your needs. What do you need? <laughs> 
You needed me to do this. I would have done it for you. If you told me it's for you, it then I'm doing it. It wasn't for me. It was for the joy that I get seeing yes, what you do. If you it's for said, other people, not if you, me. If you said, what do I get out of that? My joy. Right. I have to plug in the numbers. I don't. It's not fun for me. I enjoy the joy that the other people get but hearing if you, had, you. But you should have told me that. If you said to me, honey. I have, I said, honey, I said, oh, people are be so disappointed. A lot, I think. Yeah, people but you didn't say that. This. If you're disappointed, I'll do it. You oh, say, I didn't. I, I, you were disappointed in me. If you had just said, honey, I'm going to be disappointed in you, I would have been all over that. I, I'd still be calling people. I wouldn't even be on the show this morning. I'd still be <laughs> calling people. I, you'd be on that couch with me. I am telling you. Is that why you brought me down? Yes. Rehash this whole thing. Well, I think it's good we're rehashing it. So I admit. I did not read the signals properly. I was a bad husband. I love you. And I believe it's going to be a good year for us in 2022. I don't know about anybody else. I'm locked up here with you. <laughs> and I'm going to do everything I can to make it a good year. Good. And I'm going to be sensitive and caring and loving. So loving that you might get it three, four times a week with my love. That's what you're going to receive. You're not going to be that snapping turtle that uh, she no. found on the couch on New Year's Eve. I thought in a way she'd think I was kind of macho the way I was like, hey, like this. I'm not making calls. You know, I, I thought no, maybe you didn't. Be, you didn't think about I thought to my turn, anybody you but yourself. <laughs> uh, did, does Gary feel that you apologized enough? I don't know. Okay. Gary, I think are you Gary's mad? okay now, but I don't okay. know if he wants to hear that back. I'm going to I'm going to cut it out of the show. If you heard it, that's a bonus. You heard it in the morning. I'm not playing it again. You, you shouldn't cut it out. You shouldn't I'm cut cutting it out. It out. I, I, I mean, it. I'm in the shit house anyway. Well, you know what? He's going to have to talk about it on the wrap-up show. Exactly. I'm gonna Don't talk, talk about, about it or I'll fire you. <laughs> well, then, then we have nothing to talk about but Oprah. Talk about Oprah. <laughs> and Andy Cohen. How could Oprah, honey, be the president of Weight Watchers and she's eating cheddar biscuits with, with uh, chicken and two sauces on it? I watch her on Instagram. I showed you that. How could she be the president of Weight Watchers if she's eating that? She should resign immediately. Stop it. <laughs> love Oprah. I don't, know, pull, I love don't pull me into that. You, meanwhile, Oprah. who's obsessed with Oprah? Me. Yeah. Every she second. She doesn't follow Oprah. I do. Howard's obsessed. Oprah, uh, Oprah, Oprah. Another party, another party. Look. Gail's uh, over. Oh, look at the chef. Gail was the first one at the buffet. <laughs> she better slow down, too. Oh, my God. Oh, my yeah. God. I, I got to go. None I can't of, be in there. That's help why me out. I sent you that well, crazy sanitizer. It's one of Oprah's favorite things. Oh, it I is? Just said, oh, they're so obsessed. He's obsessed with Oprah. I'm going to get him an Oprah favorite I thing. Yeah, I haven't tried piece of junk. Yet. And I told Robin that. And Robin goes, you know what? I tried it and it doesn't work. Oh, it that was another work. one. That's another one he was yeah. complaining about, Robin. Thank God for that other gift you gave go, him that he yeah, loves yeah, yeah. so much. Because I said, the I said, sanitizer was no good. I go, why would Robin send a hand sanitizer that doesn't work? But I said, I can't be mad at her because look at this other gift. So. <laughs> well, I just put every year for the last couple of years, I've put in an Oprah favorite thing. Aww. He never mentions them because they're all not, they're not great. Let me ask you something. Do you think Oprah uses that hand sanitizer? I don't because it doesn't work. It, it worked for me and work. it didn't work for I, you. I can't imagine. There are so many things on that list that I can't imagine Oprah has anything to do with. Here's a woman on the phone. She's very upset she didn't get a call from Beth and Howard on New Year's Eve. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> oh, my God. My husband was so sick and he was waiting on a call from you on New Year's Eve. I promised him. I said... See? I'm, uh, Sweetie, how is going to call you? They listen to Beth, you fucking asshole. 
Oh, my God. Shame on you. How dare you? Leave me alone. I apologize to you. Except. I love you. I love you. And I make you this vow. Every year that I am alive, we will call the fans on New Year's Eve and give and spread joy to all on New Year's Eve. And I love you, and that is a tradition that we will have on New Year's Eve, so you will not be bored should or we, unhappy with should me. Should we call people on your birthday evening? Uh, honey, <laughs> stop it. No, I don't want to. <laughs> I'm going to phone numbers now. You know what? I love you, but I don't want to spread that much joy. <laughs> if you want me to, I'll do it. No. If it's important to you, I'll call people every day from home. I mean it. That's, That's not how much I love you. important to me, honey. I mean, it's important to you. To, I get it. It's important you to you so to give. You, you, no, it's important for you to give. I get it. You like giving pleasure. Give me pleasure. There's something you can do after the show to give me pleasure. No. Oh, my God. And you'll feel good. I have an adoption today, actually. <laughs> Who is going? Man. Oh, who's going today? Jing- Dee No, Jingle Bella and Pippa. The oh, kittens. they are so cute. Two little kittens. I was playing with them when I was in the doghouse with Beth. I thought, oh, you know what? This will settle everything. I'll, so I'll take care I didn't make this, the right. phone calls. I run downstairs and I see, and now I find myself, I'm chasing Pippa with a, um, a mouse toy to show oh. Beth like I'm a really sensitive guy. And then the blind guy. ones, the ones from Puerto Rico. Yeah. I, I, oh. These two Puerto Rican cats I was playing with. And I said, oh, she's going to love me now. Look but at boy, me oh now. No, nope. she got into bed. She got into bed New Year's Eve. I was like, oh, this is horrible. I don't ever want to be in the doghouse with Beth. I love you so much. And I fucked up because my, I could have expressed my love to you by making the phone calls. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I could have been A fucking dumb. you New Year's Eve. I missed out. Light bulb finally goes on. How many days later? <laughs> and she wore a great outfit New Year's Eve. I did. I'm sure she looked beautiful. Titties and were she out. Everything. To spend more time with you. I know. Like you're having Stupid. this great couple moment, and look who shows up, Mr. Grouchy Pants. Oh, you had your titties and everything, and I was I blew it. <laughs> What's wrong with yeah. you? Says, Titty dress. Your mother's right. What's wrong with you? Titty dress. Titties. Your wife, your wife had a titty dress and you didn't even Titties. do anything. Uh, I apologize. I, I heard you. <laughs> and next Christmas, okay. all people who are waiting for phone calls will be getting them. What would you have said if, uh, <laughs> Honey, I'm really, I'm, I'm getting, you know why you're so hot? hot? The air conditioning's not working in oh here. Oh my God. And guess what? It's not working. The, uh, the, the panel to control the air conditioning. Oh no. Yeah. Forget I'll it. Text that guy. Yeah. Great. Everything doesn't work. I paid a, f- don't even tell people. I'm embarrassed to tell people what I paid to fix all this shit and it still doesn't work. I wonder I'm so angry. <laughs> Where's Gary? I want to yell at him. <laughs> it's his fault. Honey, what's wrong with me? What do you, you've lived with me now. What is wrong with me? Am I selfish? (laughs) I mean, I don't think I am. I think I'm a good husband. You're a great husband. I fucked up once, right? I mean, other than that, I'm good. Just once. Right. Twice. Remember, tell everyone how I made the bed when. Yeah, uh, that was a really beautiful surprise. Yeah, Beth was going up to make the bed and the bed was already made. And who, who did all the dishes, uh, the other night? You did. Yeah. Okay. No, he's a great husband. Yeah. See? See, Robin? You're perfect. Believe I didn't me, Robin, say anything. I'm listening. Believe me, Robin wishes she was married to me. 
That's oh, I don't right. think so. I She's so sitting there. wish it. She's sitting there right now. I wish <laughs> so I could have been. Hear, so I could hear all of these rants. All oh, it's so fun, Robin. <laughs> Robin would have been like, fuck the fans. We're not calling them New Year's Eve. <laughs> I love you, and 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 I love you with a love that I've never experienced before. So there you go. You know, he what found I mean? something he had never experienced before. This is what people are looking for. Are you taking your yeah, clothes off? I'm so... Take off, yeah, take off your shirt. <laughs> go ahead. I'm Seduce really me. having a hard time. Wow. Woo. Look at Jeez. that bod. Maybe you don't want to fix the heat. <laughs> <laughs> I sat here. Oof. I'm sweating. I'm, su- I'm wet. You're wet? No, oh, dear. All right, we got to end the show. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Anyway, thank you, my love. Are you love. coming up with me now, or am I going up and I'll meet you? You go later. up, I'll end the show, okay. and um, then I'm going to pish, and we'll eat lunch. I'll take a nap. Same old, same old. Same old, same old. You love our routine. <laughs> Don't act like it's... Is it horrible living no, with me? No, not at all. We love our life. We do. Come on. Come on. It's fun. How much fun are you having with me? <laughs> Tell the listeners. <laughs> Oh, you. you know what I'm going to end the show on? I'll tell you what, Robin, I'm going to talk what? about Tommy John. And my wife knows this because oh. she watches she washes my underpants yeah. every day. And what do I what do I wear any other underwear than Tommy John? You do not. You'll swear on a stack of Bibles. I will swear on a stack of Bibles. Tell people how turned on you get when you see me at night when I get into bed and all I'm wearing is Tommy John's and a t-shirt. Such a turn on. Like, wow, right? Like, oh, my God. Yeah, and you can see my bulge. I see it so clearly <laughs> yeah, yeah. in those Tommy Johns. And when I have sex with you, I take off my Tommy Johns. That's the only time. And then what do I whip Sometimes on? Sometimes I take off your Tommy Johns. No, you don't. You never want to take off my Tommy Johns. <laughs> and, and by the way, from a, um, a real practical standpoint, talk about the joy of washing Tommy Johns. Are they easy to wash? So easy. Why are they so easy? Um, I put them in the wash, in the coals, and then I just hang them on my drying wrap, and they dry so quickly. They could be dry. They're dry like a couple hours later. So See, I didn't. Right in your, I put them in your closet. I didn't even know that. Very easy. Wow. And we will see you tomorrow, right, Robin? That's right. Bye-bye. And <laughs> Bye-bye. happy new year to you all who didn't get a call. <laughs> happy new year. Yeah. I'll call you next year. Sit by your phone. <laughs> Stay tuned. That's right.